1: all right back with you on a tuesday dave ellswick show and i'm back in the saddle again i'm not going to be leaving for vacation again in the very near future at least till the sunburn goes away long no it'll be a long time we're we're too close to the to the election now uh just to give you a heads up we will broadcast from republican uh, state headquarters uh, on uh, election night Uh, that's tuesday night of course the 6th of november we will do the show uh, from 2 to 6 there. So, guys, we'll be over at the uh, Embassy, Embassy Suites, Suites oh, uh, right. for that. It to be fun. We'll be able to do that. And then one other thing. As you know, we're not on Facebook Live right now. You can't watch the show right now. We had a, the equivalent of a blue screen. Okay, just
2: <laughs> the blue screen of death. Yeah,
1: if you know about what blue screen is, the you know what it means. Dead. It means whatever you're using is Died. kaput. It's dead. Died. And somebody, you know, put a put a, a bullet in its brain and put it out of its uh, its uh, you know it's, it's it's dying right there. In front of you. Or
2: accused it of something it did when it was a teenager. Yeah, that's
1: probably what it was. That <laughs> may have been it. it. was it was known of. It got drunk and fell on top of a female computer. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, we don't have it right now. We're I'm getting some equipment tonight, and I promise you that next Tuesday you'll be able to watch the show on Facebook Live. We're That's going to be testing out the equipment. Uh, I'm personally going to looks like buy the equipment so that uh, we we don't have to deal with some other issues that we dealt with before, and make sure that we stay on and. Uh, the way that we want to do it, if we can get it done, and uh, if you if you have a business and you want to advertise on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, I I like to talk to you. It wouldn't cost you an arm and a leg by a long shot. Put some banners. You know, up on I mean, it. yeah, i do some placement ads ads in the studio and things of that nature. I'll mention you all the time, and uh, it it this equipment will allow us to pack it up and take it wherever the show goes. Cool. So, if, for instance, election night, if I have the equipment, which I intend to have it, you'll be able to watch the yeah. election night from headquarters. Yeah, headquarters, or correctly. when you go
2: to CPAC, or when you yeah, go to hold go your feet to yeah, the to fire, fire, and all, all those that.
1: we'll be able to we'll be able to broadcast live from those events. And I'm looking forward to it. And you can see how crazy it gets at CPAC, and you can watch mm-hmm. Russ running around pulling his head his hair out of his head. You'll be able to, I'll make sure that gets on camera. I'll make. I'll, I'll make sure that gets on camera because it's very entertaining. What's going on, RD? Is that what happened to your hair? Yeah, I know. I, mine was. Mine just started falling out to the point that I had the monk look. You know, I kind of fryer tuck thing going on, and I decided it ain't worth it. So I just <laughs> lathered it up and shaved it all off, and and went.
3: Uh, you know. Bald. Uh, I thought she was going to blame him rest for it. Yeah, bald. No. <laughs> it's not
1: it's Nobody Ross. blamed Ross Canada. Ross does a good job. He does a good job of my hair staying in because he tries to bring a little uh, sanity. You know, sanity to my day every day. <laughs> tries. Tries. For both of us.
2: Yesterday you, know, you said it was Christine to, Ford that made you lose all oh. your
1: hair. And Ramirez.
2: Oh, that's – it. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's – she just – that, that just blows Took me away. Took me six
2: days to figure this out after talking with my attorneys. Yeah. yeah
1: I Here's where I'm at. I said this yesterday. I'll say it again. If you go back to 1971, all right, that's when I graduated from high school. That's my first year in the fall in college. In 1972, I was pledging fraternity. Uh, I was a teak. And if you were a Greek in college— the things that Ramirez talked about, about the games where you, you know, spin the... I mean, spin the bottle's been around since the dawn of man, hasn't it? I mean, didn't they spin a bone at one time? But I'm just saying, <laughs> he's just, you know... A you, clay pot. You know, make some kind of, uh, you know, wine or something, have a little bit, and yada, yada. But the the thing that irritates me the most about what I is, thought is, it
4: started out as water.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it did. For some people. Anyway, uh, the whole thing about uh, getting inebriated. I mean, Ramirez says she doesn't remember most of the stuff that happened to her because she was drinking and she was inebriated. She was drunk. She was She was. She was soused. Let's be honest, alright? Look, I've been at enough mixers and, and parties and the women are there and they're drinking just as much as the guys are drinking and people say, well, you know, the guy... Imposed himself on? Him. No, he didn't. No, I mean, you know, you may have been a coyote date for all I know. <laughs> you know, you know what a coyote date is, Artie? No, no. that's when You're you wake dangerous. That's when you wake up <laughs> in the morning and you look at the person that's sleeping next to you and you chew your arm off, hoping that you don't wake her up. <laughs> well, I haven't had. I don't that want problem, to disturb there. that. I'm <laughs> just saying. All right, all right. But but the bottom line is for people who. Who, who are getting all wrought up? It's fake. It is all fake. I'm sorry. It's, it's the biggest. This is the biggest hypocrisy that I I didn't think I would ever see it go any further than what it did with Bork. Oh. now it's it's or, or or with uh, Thomas. Thomas. I mean, but now it's boy, at Thomas. The point. Let him have
3: it. I rewatched the other high, day high
1: tech lynching. Yeah, it's I watched that thing. again.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the night before last, the boy uh-huh. Thomas really let him have it he stayed very calm i'm hoping very cool does it too but yeah
1: we remember that when thomas did what he said the the bottom line is that um he did it after she had testified this was when he he testified after she had already Mm -hmm. testified i'm interested if it happens because there's still no guarantee that ford's going to testify on thursday uh you know if she doesn't show up then you know take the vote let's
3: get this over with you know what witness that was drunk at the time that the incident happened and don't really remember exactly what happened and really don't remember exactly when it happened
5: How is that? how can uh, you be a reliable witness I, I don't
3: know at, in what court is that a viable witness
2: that's the thing this is the court of public opinion and you know that none of those facts Actually, are allowed uh, to enter was, that court Oh, courtroom. I've forgotten politics. Facts yeah. are politics. irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, facts are irrelevant. Yeah, that's, that's perception the issue. is
6: everything. And and you're well, facts and that's
2: are it. That's it.
1: And remember, you are a white guy, so just you don't, you don't
2: sit, dare you have an opinion? <laughs>
1: shut up <laughs> and believe the women. So I get to run the show today, right? Because I mean, I'm what, right, and right. everybody just, else in here is wrong. That's what that just senator Hawaii said. I mean, that's what exactly that's what, she, what said. she said,
2: and I'm going to take it and run Sit with it. No. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I don't believe in that stuff, guys. I, don't I know you in don't. It. I don't.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just really crazy about the way things have have been going uh, with all of this. As you've watched this, I'll, I'll, I'm going to start with RD. Uh, we got 14 after RD. You you tell me. By the way, we just got breaking news. Uh, Bill Cosby. Has been sentenced to three to ten years in prison, and there is no chance, I believe, of parole. Is that what?
5: Is that what? Uh, denying I, I, think, I, bail. I think it's still subject to um, appeal. So he's not even in jail yet. I don't okay, think. Well, I, I think
2: well it's, this is the sentencing, you know.
5: Yeah, yeah I think it's a first stage. Another couple of years, you know.
1: But State the bottom line,
2: facility. It's, yeah. Okay. It's, it's where
1: we're at. Three to three to ten is what they're saying. There's a I a Big difference between three and ten. Yeah. And what, it, what does that actually mean in actual years? Because in state now, in you, are state we talking now? When you're saying years, are you talking human
5: years or dog years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in the,
1: that's, in that's, Arkansas, that's it's ant years. <laughs> that's the thing is because <laughs> you
5: want to do a few weeks for a year. If I understand it correctly, in Arkansas, what do they serve? Thirty or forty percent. Well, that's less, different. Now
1: uh, this is federal court.
5: So no, it, this is actually a state prison.
1: Is this a state uh, court that he was yeah, in? Re-
5: as I recall, what I heard,
2: I believe it is. Um, says here that the judge did. The lawyer argued for bail after he was sentenced, but the judge pushed back. Said Cosby will not be getting bail. "Quote: I've imposed sentencing. If you want to take it up with another court, you can."
1: Okay, so, that's so I think he was happen. done with it. Yeah, hmm. he washed his hands.
2: He has been designated as a sexually violent predator. I believe this is state court.
5: Yeah, I, think what I, I think that's what I heard on the radio. Montgomery in.
2: County courtroom, yes.
5: So okay, I mean, now, maybe, he has, maybe he is actually locked up right now. I, I don't know. Is this the
1: uh, – I'm, I'm just wondering here. Uh, the ones that he was found guilty on were the current – Women, right? That's not stuff that happened back in the '60s or the '70s, correct? Am, well, am I right did, about that? I, I would assume. The well, statute of limitations
5: is. would have run out on that, wouldn't it?
1: I I would think the that statute limitations
3: the don't run out on anything. I don't think. No, yeah.
5: not if the Democrats don't want to no, That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, when you're when you're talking about character um, assassination, then the statute of limitations doesn't run out. But no, the, <laughs> but as far as and sometimes they deserve it. I mean, as far as that goes, but the
2: uh, this was from back then. Okay. You no know, the, the gal's name is Andrea Constand. Uh-huh. She brought the complaints against him. This was the story from way back, way back. It was okay to just do quaaludes and, and assault women back then, and that's just what I did. So yeah, uh-huh. this was from that um, that court that court case that conviction. It was from the seventies. The jurors, the jurors convicted him of sexually assaulting her without her consent while she was impaired and after incapacitating her. And yes, it was from back then.
5: Really? Wow!
1: I still have problems with that.
2: More than sixty women had accused him during his fifty-year career.
1: Now I'm going to ask you. I want you. You and I are close, the same age. Okay, I'm just one year. Yeah, one year apart. Quaaludes were the drug of choice back in the early seventies.
2: But not when you tell someone, "Take this for your allergies." You no. Know, or it was that, be, is that know,
1: what he told her?
2: Apparently I you know, there's so many stories. I'm not sure if it's this story or one of the other stories, but it was oh yeah, here, you know, just take one of these, you know, vinaigrettes.
3: If, if somebody gives you a drug and tells you to take something I don't know about you, but I don't take things from unmarked bottles and take things just because well, people give smart them man. to me.
2: And back then, remember, things were different then. Different, you know, lots of things were different. Yeah, drugs then. were flowing a whole and lot more right. back drugs then were than were they a are lot now. More Somebody common. gave
3: you something and said, "Take this." Well, and Quaaludes yeah, were the I mean. drug of choice. I'm and just he is right.
2: You. Uh, you were talking about this yesterday about people, women and men, who go to fraternity and sorority parties, yep. for example. And I have been told you would have to tell me if this is true. You know, there might be a bowl on the table just full of whatever. Yeah, we just didn't do that. Something.
1: I will tell you that, for instance, you go to a teak fraternity party, uh, you'd be drinking Purple Passion. All mm-hmm. All right, Purple Passion, 30-gallon uh, uh, brand-new garbage can, and you mix it up, and you put uh, a grape Kool-Aid in it, and then you buy a bunch of fruit, oranges, things cut them in half or in quarters drop them in there mix it all up and then you'd pour several fifths of green alcohol into it
2: yep pga and then
1: you'd start uh, people would go up and dip a cup into it and get themselves a cup of uh uh purple passion and i always i told my i'd always tell my date i would say once you start drinking it do not sit down
2: (laughs) because that'd be the end of that because
1: you'll not be getting up again you won't get up and uh and i said and drink slowly hmm. do not think "Ooh, this tastes really good and just start chugging it <laughs> because i'll be throwing you over my shoulder and having to carry you back to your dorm that's just you know the way it would be and uh i saw more than uh, a few men and few women get totally blottoed i mean blottoed and I know that things went on after that, when people have impaired uh, faculties like that, that uh, now people would like to say, well, he assaulted her. Well, I don't know who assaulted who. There's a lot it's of times like that the, the women witness. were passing the cups to the guys.
3: Mm-hmm. It's another thing. They're not credible witnesses. Whenever you, No, you, you're not whenever... very credible when everything <laughs> you see and it looks like it's in... Three pieces. Exactly right. So do that's bug not eyes. credible witness. So <laughs> I don't know about Bill Cosby. God knows, and I guess the truth will come out on Judgment Day. Yeah. I I don't disagree with that at all. It's just that a lot of people didn't like him. I mean, he had a lot of stances to where he believed in a lot of personal responsibility in his speeches and the way he talked. And he didn't didn't think that, you know, where you came from or what color your skin is gave you a – a right to anything that you had to, to earn, earn you, you had to you earn your own way and yeah. and i know some of his positions did not make him a very popular person in some circles and uh and who knows i, I don't believe everything i read in the dim in the well any newspaper
1: yeah well i look i was a journalism major and the journalism i see today is a far cry from what i was taught And I will say beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's not real journalism. It's advocacy journalism, and that is faux journalism. It is is not real journalism. That's uh, more of the opinion page as far as I'm concerned. To me, the
2: word journalism doesn't even go with what they're doing today. No,
1: absolutely not. I agree with you. And, and, you know, Elizabeth was a journalism major as well. With that all said, have you found my transmission for me yet? (laughs) There R.D. for my... uh,
3: my SUV? I've, I've got one i've got one in Do you i've have got it? one in wrecked yeah okay and uh you, you haven't pulled it out yet though no i haven't pulled it out i'm willing to test drive it and check it out okay. and get it pulled out here in the next week or so now the
1: reason i'm asking is because this is the last big piece of equipment that i want to put into my suv because it's going to have a three-year you know parts and labor and unlimited mileage on it so if I get another three years out of the car I got right now, right now I've had it for eight, and it's got almost 300,000 miles on it. So I'll probably be getting right into that 500,000-mile mm. thing, and I'll probably be looking mm-hmm. for an, maybe picking up a new car that's, by that time. That's, I, that's a pretty good set of miles yeah, for, for okay. the kind of car getting, you have. And I'll be know? getting close to to, um, to um,
5: yeah, you might need needing a, one. You might need an engine by the time you hit five.
1: Man, I've already got it a good engine and i'm not worried about that but anyway i got to talk uh, to, to rd and and get his uh crew over there to put it in my car see he they do all this the reason i'm talking about this and and you're listening in on this conversation is because he can
3: do the exact same thing for you at Sonny's auto salvage correct sir that's correct we offer one two and three year warranties and we do offer parts and labor warranties on top of the part only warranty so uh if you've got a car and you want to keep it for a couple more years, you can make an investment on if you need the motor or transmission and make sure you get the warranty that matches how long you need to use that car and make sure that you get your money's worth out of your investment for the recycled auto parts, which will probably be about half tr- price of buying yeah. a new one.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a good deal. It's the way to go. There's no reason to go out and buy. What do you call it when it's a brand-new part? Oh,
3: what is it? OEM. OEM. Original
1: Equipment. Okay. There's no reason to do that. That that will be outrageously expensive, and you'll put it in, and you will not have, I can almost guarantee you, it it won't have the kind of of warranty
3: that RD is going to give you. Right, it won't be unlimited mileage for the period of time we put it in. So we don't track the mileage. We just guarantee you that if it happens within the time frame that we're going to take care of it. Okay, now, I've been asked, and I'm going to let you
1: be the person to tell everybody. If I'm in Connecticut, I probably won't be, but if I'm in Connecticut (laughs) and the the transmission would break – can I take it somewhere and get it fixed, or do I call you and you tell me
3: where to take it, and you'll see that that transmission gets fixed? Well, a lot of times what we've done is ship a part. If you can't find a part locally, we'll ship a part, mm-hmm. but we do have contacts with all thousands of salvage yards wide, so we'll get one of them to refer us to somebody and get it checked out and see what the problem is. And If you've got a labor warranty, we can negotiate with the people that's working on it, or uh, we can ship the part there if you only have a part warranty a lot of times we'll ship the part to the place and, and get the part Look, if back if you're
1: smart you always get the part and labor okay you always warrant both
3: of those
1: it just makes sense and get on so you get the unlimited one it, it just makes sense so if i've got that
3: then i don't have to worry about anything do i right so we can take care of it if it's long distance but uh usually people bring the vehicle back from us if it's in the state of arkansas they'll bring it back to us sure and, but we've had a few instances where people were on trips or whatever and and uh we ship it just ship it to them
1: yeah cuz see i'm i'm nervous about my transmission so here's what i've done i uh, i rent a car and drive it where i'm going right now that way i know that I won't have a problem yeah just yeah, yeah, we'll what i do don't want to get stuck
5: somewhere
7: uh-uh.
1: all right 9827451 you call R.D. or his uh, compatriots in crime over at Sonny's Auto Salvage, and they're going to help you out. Sonny's Auto Salvage is your number one choice for recycled. Yeah, that's right. I use recycled auto parts because they do what I always said I do. You want me to go green? Save me green. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, we've got 45 seconds. So we'll get to the news. When we come back, uh, let's talk about uh, Kavanaugh. Uh, i think that's something to, to be talked about so we will and so there's a lot of people i somebody told me today said you're gonna talk about that again and i said yeah and he says well you know, i just driving to work today and i was talking to my wife about kavanaugh mm-hmm. and i looked at i looked okay. at him and i said and and you're wondering why i'm going to talk about it again <laughs> and that's what you and your wife were talking about that's exactly the reason why I'm going to talk some more about it. And I've got a lot of sound for you. I've got what the president has said uh, dealing with Kavanaugh. Mika had something else to say from uh, Morning Joe that you got to hear as well. And she's a lefty. That's coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. One thing that has uh, been a running kind of a narrative over the last couple of years is how just kind of wishy-washy McConnell is and how he directs the Senate. Uh, as the majority leader. Well, I'll tell you, I agree on several points on that. However, on this point with Judge Kavanaugh, I don't agree with it. Uh, he gave a speech yesterday, I believe, in the well, and uh, I wanted to play it for you. It's about 12 minutes long, guys, so, but it's really uh, an interesting one uh, for you to to listen to. Now, before I play it, let me remind you that uh, when it comes to your Social Security, you better know what you're doing uh, before you sign up to take it. You need to know all the ifs and the buts about it because there's 567 different ways of claiming your Social Security benefits. There's 2,728 rules in the Social Security handbook. And uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, people at Social Security Administration are forbidden by government regulation to offer you any personalized advice about how you take your uh, your Social Security. For instance, a guy could be sitting there talking to you and you say you're going to take your uh, Social Security and, and let's say you're 63 years old, and they say, well, you do know now that if you wait until you're fully vested, then you're going to get X amount of more dollars, correct? They can't do that. They can't do anything. You're supposed to maneuver through all of that. Probably the reason that uh, as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Get yourself uh, an up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security by being one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. So you don't leave thousands of dollars on the table. Uh, You want to get back every nickel that's rightfully yours. Again, 501-653-6690 or you can visit uh, davidlucasfinancial.com uh, and and be able to get all of that. Now again, I want to go back and and say that a lot of people have said that Mitch McConnell uh you know is so is so wishy-washy. But listen to the the speech that he gives here. I played a piece for you yesterday as well that I thought was was really important. Do We still have that piece from yesterday. It was cut 10 from You yesterday. watched the fight. Yeah,
4: here it is. You watch the tactics, but here's what I want to tell you: in the very near future, Judge Kavanaugh will be on the United States Supreme Court. So, my friends, keep the faith. Don't get rattled by all of this. We're going to plow right through it and do our job.
1: All right. So there was uh, McConnell uh, a couple of days ago. I think that was on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Here he is from yesterday.
4: Let me start with a quote, Mr. President. Uh, I'm going to fight this nomination with everything I've got. Well, that was the Democratic leader on television mere hours after Judge Brett Kavanaugh was first nominated to the Supreme Court. Others pledged their opposition before he was even named, before they'd reviewed a lick of evidence before they'd heard a minute of testimony. Democrats had already made up their mind and chosen their tactics. Delay, obstruct, and resist. Whatever it took, whatever the truth really was, they were going to do whatever they could to stop this qualified, experienced, and mainstream nominee. Democrats have signaled for months they'd put on whatever performance the far-left special interests demanded and throw all the mud, all the mud, they could manufacture. Well, it's not like they didn't warn us. But even by the far-left's standards, this shameful, shameful smear campaign has hit a new low. I'll get into the specifics in just a moment. But I want to be perfectly clear about what has taken place. Senate Democrats and their allies are trying to destroy a man's personal and professional life on the basis of decades old allegations that are unsubstantiated and uncorroborated. That, Mr. President, is where we are. This is what the so-called resistance has become, a smear campaign, pure and simple, aided and abetted by members of the United States Senate. Eight weeks ago, Democrats on the Judiciary Committee received a letter from Dr. Christine Blasey Ford with an uncorroborated allegation of misconduct. She had requested the matter be handled discreetly and confidentially. The responsible next step would have been alerting the full committee so a confidential bipartisan investigation could begin. Committee staff would have followed their standard practice for investigating background information. Senators could have questioned Judge Kavanaugh in their meetings or in closed session while respecting Dr. Ford's request for confidentiality. Oh, but Democrats didn't do any of that. They sat on Dr. Ford's letter for seven weeks, seven weeks. Kept it secret. They did nothing. the time. And then they threw Professor Ford's wishes overboard and leaked it leaked it to the press. Our colleague from Delaware has himself indicated that either the ranking members office. Or the Democratic Committee staff likely leaked the document. As I've noted, we know the chain of custody of the letter went through the Democratic side. Of the Judiciary Committee. So, Mr. President. Does this sound like Democratic senators take their responsibilities seriously and want to get to the truth? Or does it sound like a choreographed smear campaign that ignored Dr. Ford's request for confidentiality in order to inflict maximum damage, maximum damage at the last minute on Judge Kavanaugh and his family? This is an allegation of misconduct, which all four supposed witnesses either flatly contradict or are unable to back up. In addition to Judge Kavanaugh, the other three supposed supposed witnesses have said they have, quote, no knowledge, no knowledge, no recollection, no recollection and no memory of the alleged incident. It's not just one alleged witness disagreeing with the allegations, it's literally every person who was supposedly there. One of those suppose <clears throat> one of those supposed witnesses says she does not even know Judge Kavanaugh. <clears throat> so all the witnesses that Dr. Ford says were present at the party have told the committee on the record And under penalty of felony, under penalty of felony, all confirm they do not remember any such party, do not know Judge Kavanaugh, or have never seen him do anything remotely, remotely, like has been alleged. And this unsubstantiated allegation stands entirely at odds with everything we've heard about Judge Kavanaugh's character from those who've worked with him, socialized with him, dating all the way back to high school. But Democrats wouldn't let a few inconvenient things like a complete lack of evidence or an accuser's request for confidentiality to get between them and a good smear. It's despicable. And the contrast with the completely professional conduct of Chairman Grassley could not be starker. As soon as Chairman Grassley learned about this allegation, he handled it through proper channels. He immediately began gathering the facts. His office promptly conducted a transcribed interview of Judge Kavanaugh, in which, under penalty of felony, he unequivocally denied the last minute allegation. and the office received statements from all the other supposed witnesses that they either directly contradicted the story or denied knowing anything about it. What's more, Chairman Grassley ensured that Dr. Ford could be heard in a forum of her own choosing, either here or in California, either in public or in private, either with the staff or with the members. He's gone above and beyond to accommodate her request. Thanks to him, we have a fair and open hearing scheduled for Thursday. Dr. Ford will be able to state her allegation under oath and Judge Kavanaugh will be able to respond. But the smear campaign didn't stop there. That was just act one, just act one. According to the reporter of this second allegation, The accuser, quote, came forward because Senate Democrats began looking and now they're calling for even further delays and further obstruction over a second decades old allegation that is so thin and so unsupported that the New York Times refused to even run a story about it. This claim is so dubious that the New York Times passed on the story entirely after looking into it. Here's why the New York Times declined to publish. Quote. Interviewed several dozen people over the past week in an attempt to corroborate her story and could find no one. No one with first hand knowledge, not one person with first hand knowledge to support the allegation, but rather multiple, on the record, denials again. The Times also reported that the claimant said she herself is uncertain of her claim. That's the New York Times, whose credo is all the news that's fit to print. And it found this latest last minute allegation not even fit to print. Oh, but that hadn't stopped Judiciary Committee Democrats from shoveling it into their smear campaign and demanding for further delays. They kept this one secret from Republicans too, by the way, evidently several Democratic offices knew of this allegation for at least a week. But like with Dr. Ford's claim, they sat on this one, too. So the committee could not take any proper action. They just wanted it to wind up in the press. Another orchestrated last minute hit on the nominee. And now they're acting like it's a legitimate reason to lay things, to delay things even further as though they hadn't already announced themselves as completely opposed to his nomination anyway as if they hadn't already promised the far left they would lead the fight to bring this nomination down whatever it took whatever the cost whatever it took whatever the cost let's put aside this last-minute unsubstantiated smear let's return to the facts Let's have a fair hearing on Thursday. Here are the facts that we do have. Hundreds of men and women who have known Brett Kavanaugh across his life have written or spoken out that he is a man of strong character and tremendous integrity. Numerous witnesses testified before the Judiciary Committee that he's a trusted mentor, a loyal friend, and a lifelong champion of women. More than 75 women gathered last week to share their decades-old knowledge of Judge Kavanaugh as a, quote, responsible guy who treats us with kindness and respect and a true gentleman in all aspects of his life. And separately, of course, it remains beyond reasonable dispute that Judge Kavanaugh's legal brilliance and excellence on the bench make him one of the very most qualified Supreme Court nominees in the history of our country. All of these facts are quite clearly on one side. Maybe that's why the Democrats are so panicked. Maybe that's why they're so willing to try to bring down this nominee. In the meantime, a good and honorable man and his family are receiving death threats. They're the subject of smears. And are facing Senate Democrats who say he has no presumption of innocence because they don't agree with his judicial philosophy. Well, before the week is out, both Judge Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford will testify under oath before the Judiciary Committee. Chairman Grassley has made sure the facts will be heard. Judge Kavanaugh and the American people deserve nothing less. And I want to make it perfectly clear, Mr. President, Judge Kavanaugh will be voted on here on the Senate floor. Up or down. On the Senate floor, this fine nominee to the Supreme Court will receive a vote in this Senate in the near future.
1: There you go. Thought it was very, very good. Hmm. That's laying it out pretty straight if you ask me. That's one of the better uh, speeches I've heard him give. He laid it out point by point and uh and he was very truthful the democrats have this is not about you know protecting some woman's honor for people who might think that or that they're worried about somebody was besmirched or whatever that's oh, not no. what this is all about this is nothing about bare knuckle politics is all it is and uh, this time next year you'll ask them uh well, what do you think about what's going on in the life of Doctor Ford? And they'll say who? <laughs>
2: but, we'll, who? but we'll be left I don't know. But we'll be left with the wreckage of the presumption oh, of the innocence. Yeah, and accuse, you know being able to face your accuser. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Rd, you want to say something? No, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, you kind of green in the face, which tells me <laughs> it makes you sick when you look at what's yeah. going on.
3: Yeah. yeah. Anybody can come up and smear anybody at any time, I guess. But there needs to be evidence. And, hey, if somebody does something that they shouldn't do and acts in an inappropriate way, the time to take care of it is at the time that it's happened. Yeah. 30 years later, you're not credible. 35 30, or six years later. 35 <laughs> or 36 years later. A long time. Uh, you know, it's shameful
5: what's going on right now. It's It's just – it's just politics is and, all know, it is and even if it is true when you wait so long if there were any witnesses they forget stuff it's 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 a problem because and that's part of the problem with our justice system in general when you, when you leave stuff to take so long then witnesses get stale
2: well and the whole idea as you've heard it said if it was this heinous why didn't it get brought up when it happened I don't know, and I'm you know, not, not going to... And if it was, I mean, this man has been confirmed repeatedly, Kavanaugh has, he's been investigated six times. It could have come yeah, up any the, of those other by times. By the FBI. By the FBI.
1: <laughs> let's keep that in it's mind. By, by the FBI. Alright, let's take a quick break. we got news coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, applied research, <laughs> their clinical research studies are still going on exploring the safety and effectiveness of investigational drugs uh, for patients and variety of of uh, diseases like diabetes, uh, dermatitis, acne, asthma, an overactive bladder, kidney stones, pediatric IBS, or even uh, low testosterone. Bottom line, you might be a person who qualifies for one of these uh, studies to be a participant, uh, but to find out what you have to qualify in uh, you need to go and check it out. Go to their website, ARCArkansas.com, ARCArkansas.com. All of these studies will be there. They'll have a pull-down menu, has all the information there. How, if you want to qualify, you can let them know you'd like to be included in the study. Go to ARCArkansas.com. There is some uh, compensation for some of these studies. Just find out which ones that, that uh compensate you, 501-954-7822, 501-954-7822, or for applied research. All right, through the first hour here of the Dave Ellsworth Show, you're wondering why we're not on a Facebook Live. The equipment we were u- using has gone to the great, you know, computer resting Tombstone. place in the in the sky. Tombstone. And uh, we got new equipment I'm picking up tonight. Uh, look a little bit different, but we should be back on the air uh, next week. Get this going again. And a lot of you that have been watching, you'll be able to watch again. Plus, we'll make it possible, hopefully, for you to be on uh, viewing on YouTube as well. So we're working on all of this here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back in the next hour. Going to talk more about Kavanaugh. I mean, that this is a historic moment it really is it's going to be looked at by historians years from now about what went down so we'll talk about it some more when we come back we'll hear from Kavanaugh from his uh, uh, conversation he had with Martha McCollum last night I got Mika from in the morning uh, Brzezinski I think is her name Uh, she'll be talking as well
2: she the Russian leak yeah just checking yeah oh, well what can i
1: say all right into the second hour of a tuesday show power panels here elizabeth is here rd's here paul's here uh we've been talking about the uh, you know topic the 800 pound gorilla uh and that is judge kavanaugh yesterday uh he gave a uh interview to martha McCollum. he came on about six o'clock i watched some of it sitting here before i left uh, to go home and uh said some interesting things the president has some interesting things to say about it but i'm going to tell you mika from early in the mornings morning joe show had an interesting thing to say as well and she's had a couple of interesting things to say the last couple of days Um, from yet do we do we interesting to who do we still have her her piece from yesterday (laughs) uh russ from mika Do we have Mika's uh, piece that she had yesterday? Do we still have that? Yeah.
3: We don't have enough information to draw a conclusion about either of these incidents.
7: Well, what we have are uh, two very serious accusations, and and we have sides to a story that we're trying to cover in casey hunt i think it's not just twitter it's it's the media that's in a very serious position right now um, and if you watch you know twenty four hour coverage of the story you may see four or five analysts in a row being brought on to convict judge kavanaugh um, there's a need for balance here, because the more that you put one side on, or if you have a focus group with Republican operatives in it, you know, uh, pushing the other side of the story, there are allegations here. They are not proven. Um, there is the law, and there is a push for an investigation. These are the parts that we need to report. but. If we're not careful, if the media as a whole is not careful covering the story, we're feeding into that very negative narrative that President Trump himself really uh, drums up in his base, and that is fake news. Right now, all we have are two serious accusations that are not proven.
1: All right, so she had that to say, but here's the key. Amika, you know, she downplayed it some. They're already part and parcel of the fake news.
2: That's where it came from. Uh, you know, it's,
1: uh, they've just been perpetuating it over and over and over again. Well, she made this statement. Now she's, I'm going to say she hits the nail on the head here. This is something that she said today.
8: Last night on Twitter and some on television were mocking the fact that uh, he remained a virgin until he was married. Uh, obviously, a central tenet of conservative Catholicism, of, of conservative, you know, sort of the conservative evangelical world, uh, and of, of other other religions. I, I, I think I it don't...
7: was a fascinating interview, and I think the only thing that we can do at this point, if we're really doing our jobs, is say this is what he said. And it needs to be considered. And with these two women who have come out with their stories and everything that they have said also needs to be considered, especially given how difficult it would be for any woman to do that. And I think everybody should want the best process possible to get the truth out. And there should be no opinion put out about what he said. Because certainly no one's allowed to put any opinion out about what these women are saying without being burned at the stake. And I understand that, because women haven't had their voices for decades. We are at a moment where women can speak. But that means we also have to let, when it matters, when it counts, men speak as well. And he was sharing personal information. Katty, do you disagree? No, I, I do agree.
1: Yeah. See, hmm. Me, actually, Mika made some sense there. I give her credit. Although she, again, she... she parses it so that the left won't eat her alive after she gets off the air you know uh, do, e- even do, a broken
2: were, clock's right twice a day well we got <laughs> there, we,
1: there we got we got her right twice in there a row that was unbelievable done. unbelievable but yeah she's right look shut up about kavanaugh if you're saying you can't say anything about what the accusers are saying without burning the person at the stake it, it goes both ways here folks it cuts both ways now she went on and said although women haven't had their voice for a quarter of a century and when it matters we, we should let the men speak. when it matters well, when
2: i decide it I, matters i will
1: say that's better than what the uh, senator uh from uh, hawaii says when <laughs> she says if you're a white guy you should just sit down shut up and listen to what the women say
2: mm-hmm. and
1: believe them yeah, yeah because dumb.
2: of your biology yeah they, mm-hmm. you know
1: as Dershowitz said right. in the piece i played yesterday it's as if the left thinks that men are born with a DNA that presupposes them to lie, while women in their DNA presupposes them to tell the truth always. Interesting. So, are they also
5: going to to um, ask men to stand aside when someone's raping them, or do they want the men to actually stand up and, and kill the guy, or or, I, that's or, a good or question. To stop them? Because that's the fact the, the fact is that <laughs> most women are simply not strong enough to defend themselves against a man if he's very strong at all whereas unless they have a gun and a lot of these people don't want guns either and so do they want men to actually help them or do they just want them to stand aside and say well whenever you're done you don't want my opinion about this matter so
2: well now if you're talking about a man raping a woman and another man observing or seeing you know trying to protect the female if you go with their logic that all men are liars that could never possibly ever happen because any man that's doing that is lying so he's not doing it So rape cannot happen. By their own logic, okay? It's insane. It's insane. It makes no sense.
5: Uh, and, and is, he a, is he even
2: a man? Maybe it's a, it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> that's because we're all those other 72 gender types. Your
3: definition Who he is he is. <laughs> uh, it's sure. well, is your
2: history. Well, definition you know, of What true. man is or <laughs> woman is anymore. I mean, <laughs> could it could be anything. Well, when you're not sure about the meaning of any word.
1: <laughs> all right. So let, let me ask this question, because we've seen the Judicial Committee, which is being uh, run by Republicans because they're in the majority right now in the Senate. White uh, men. You know, people are, yeah, <laughs> white, privileged. Old white men. You man. know, rich <laughs> white men. Let's just use every derogatory kind of thing that we can. you forgot the racist, homophobe yeah, all that other I, part. Yeah, <laughs> I could throw it all in there. But the, the bottom line is, some people say they're bending over backwards. I say they're just bending over. And, you know, to... to Facilitate everything that this doctor Ford and her quote uh, attorney wants. I mean, now they're going to have a uh, a woman who uh, deals in sexual abuse and things do the questioning for the Republican side. Evidently, this was done. This was done during Watergate. The the people, uh, the the parties would have their particular uh, uh, person come in and and do the questioning instead of being done by. Uh, the uh, the senators, and they're having a you know, Ford's people having a cow about that. Democrats having a cow about that. I'm just saying, if Ford doesn't show tomorrow or uh, Thursday, pardon me, doesn't show Thursday, they better call for a vote on Kavanaugh. Would you would you guys agree with that? Would you agree
3: that Grassley should call for a vote? Yeah, there's no there's no end to it there's no at some point in time you have to draw a line you know if you're conducting a meeting no matter what kind of meeting it is you give a certain amount of time for people to make comments and 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 let their opinions be known and see if any facts comes out but after you give an allotted amount of time then somebody says i'll I'll call for the vote so they better call for the vote because you know of Getting people to come forward and say what people did when they were in high school, you know, there can be no end to it. And, it, mm-hmm. it, and the more, kind of go back to what Hitler said, the, the more times you tell a big lie, the more people start to believe it. So uh, if tell a big enough lie long enough, then people will believe uh-huh. it. That's
1: exactly.
5: That's Google. Google. That's Googles. <laughs> yeah. So well, it, uh, it, it, that's, what, that's what they're trying to do. It, it, on some level, I, I don't know. Maybe they should subpoena the woman. I mean, can they force her to show up? If you're, if someone's going to put they out, they would never do that. Nah. Maybe they, they can't. Maybe the court
2: of public opinion.
5: Well, okay, because they're they've got a spine like a piece of spaghetti. Um, huh? well, and so, but just. the thing is, though, that if someone comes out and makes a serious accusation against someone who's potentially going to be a Supreme Court judge, which is basically a super legislator in this in today's time, um, which is another problem, is it? is it unreasonable to say that you know what you've made this accusation and it's come out public you're going to testify or we're going to arrest you is that unreasonable no I, he's going back to the old testament
3: again
1: Dave. no i no i i just think that uh, you know if she's going to make the accusation if she's going to come forth and make it then bottom
3: line got to be put under oath under under Now people can be held accountable like if we said something really bad and false about somebody and and we
5: charge uh, damage to their character I I mean you you can sue you can sue right so, uh, um, and, so, and there's there's somewhat of a problem with that with public officials because for some reason there's been some precedent set where the public officials don't really get much. Um, nope. of a, of a um, because of their day they're in court,
1: public officials, which is I think hogwash.
5: You know, but as far as that goes, well, constitutionally speaking,
1: let me ask again: What would happen if this week that the Republicans don't vote on Kavanaugh? What do you what do you think, Elizabeth? dead in the water
3: in november okay done what about you rd yeah they need to stand up to them and call for the question and and up or down but yeah they'll look spineless and weak all right
5: paul i I don't know i don't know what to think about the american people as far as the way they view people's um the the legislators um actions and as far as impeachment or not impeachment but as far as nomination
2: or support for the gop like like R D said, spineless.
5: Well, I mean, but, or feckless I, is another good I, I, word. I think we already know that many in the GOP uh, have a serious problem with their spine being some something similar to a to a spaghetti noodle. All
1: right. So let me turn us to the grandfather of talk, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> and here is what Rush Limbaugh had to say about it. Cut
6: number five. Chairman Grassley has a job to do here. Because if he gives Democrats enough time, they'll produce a woman claiming to be Kavanaugh's secret Russian wife, who Trump paid to urinate on that bed in Moscow. If Grassley waits long enough, the Democrats will come up with the woman claiming to be Kavanaugh's secret Russian wife. He's a bigamist, too, don't you know? And Trump paid Kavanaugh's second wife to hire a bunch of prostitutes to urinate on the bed obama slept in while in moscow if if grassley doesn't get a handle on this and just do and i'll tell you something else which everybody also knows if the republicans do not get this vote taken and have kavanaugh confirmed you can kiss the the midterms goodbye you can kiss goodbye holding the house and you can kiss goodbye holding the senate because whatever the democrats think of their base The one thing I know is that if you guys fold on this and cave and keep bending over backwards, you've done that enough. You've demonstrated that you don't hate women. You've demonstrated that you're open-minded. You've demonstrated that you want to hear from her. You're never going to hear from her. She's never going to show up. She's not telling a story that can be verified, Senator Grassley. She's not going to show up. If you guys don't conduct this vote in defiance of all this, and if 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 Avenatti gets one foot in the door to a Senate committee to start telling his story, then you can kind of kiss goodbye Republican chances in the midterms in November. I I would because agree. People are going to exactly logically say, about "What that. good
1: does it do?" Yeah, what good does it do? I'm I'm with you. Well, I'm with the good
2: it does, and I'm going to sound really contradictory here. You got to go vote. You got to go vote for the I GOP. Agree with that. And the reason for that is that the GOP at least still gives lip service to the foundations of our country. And so these people are attacking the basics of our country the presumptions of innocence, the rule of law, the idea of you know, honesty and being able to parse these things out. If they're going to make a mockery of all of that, they're attacking our country. Well, so, the, you know, the, the Republicans at least give lip service to believing in that sort of thing. And you've got to try because you know, you know, with this kind of behavior, you're not going to get anything from the Democrats. If you're conservative, there's nothing that they're saying that is, you know, aligned with the way I believe.
5: Uh, and, and the Supreme Court is is one of those very powerful bodies right now that needs, needs to have their knees cut out from under them. But the, the fact is, right now, the Supreme Court is the super legislative body, and that is how a lot of the garbage um, laws, so quote-unquote, have been passed by the left, where we have um, Roe v. Wade, where um, we basically killed, what, 55 to 60 million unborn children um, – Due to legislative action by the court themselves, because and of
2: the activist judges, not because they're adjudicating the law,
5: they're making up law, and then we have these um, punks here here in teaching law school and brainwashing these kids and believing that this precedent has to be followed, and so these courts all over the country are following this federal precedent as if it is law, which it which it is not. It is simply precedent, which should be should be. Um, kicked out and just ignored or not ignored, but it should should be taken with with what it is. It's precedent but it's not binding law. And then the state legislators should be impeaching judges when they they are trashing their constitutions. Yeah, well the scary thing is I agree with him
3: that people are not going to turn out. Uh, People elected Donald Trump to get the right people on the Supreme Court. People elected Donald Trump and the Republicans in the House and the Senate. To kill obamacare people elected them to protect our borders and if people do not see progress and do not see something done then they're not going to turn out and all the republicans need i mean all the democrats need is about 20 percent of the republicans not be motivated enough to go vote
5: no, i think i think trump was elected because people hate political correctness
1: all right let's take a break if you want a career that uh, career working outdoors, serving your community, then you want to listen up to this. Uh, if you like to work with your hands, you like to work outdoors, you're detail-oriented, then uh, PI Roofing and Home Solutions is expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow. You can go build your future with them. PI Roofing Home Solutions has career opportunities in the commercial roofing and service division residential roofing and service division and home solutions division so make a difference together as you climb your ladder to success apply at piroofing.com or call them 501-707-3551 all right so last night uh, ted cruz and his wife were out to dinner and they were accosted by the teeth of people here's what it sounded like
6: We believe
9: survivors! We believe survivors!
10: Fado is way hotter than you do! We believe survivors! We believe survivors! We believe survivors. God bless you! God, bless you. God, bless God. Let my wife through. We believe survivors. We you! We, we
9: believe survivors. survivors. We, we believe survivors. survivors. We, believe survivors. we believe go. survivors. We believe be survivors. We believe
8: survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We
7: believe
9: survivors. We
10: Ted
9: Cruz and Brett Kavanaugh are best friends. on Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. Go Kavanaugh. Cancel
10: Kavanaugh.
2: Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh for women's rights, for rights of
1: every marginalized community. You mean Kavanaugh. There you go. That's what uh, some people are running in in Washington now, especially if you're on the right. They believe survivors,
5: mean the ones that survived abortion, or, or which ones are they talking about? No, they're about?
1: talking about, of course, the, of the, the two lefties that are out okay. you know ford and ramirez that leftist group by the way that harassed ted cruz and his wife at the restaurant in dc last night vowed on twitter quote you are not safe we will find
5: you now that's in, hmm. in court that's now,
2: the that's the militant arm of the left
1: now i will say this
5: the new kkk for the democrat party and
1: there will be people you are not safe i mean there are people that a- look, hey that's a threat. <laughs> That's terrorist threatening, as far as I'm concerned. But here's the key: if I had, uh, you know, if I was carrying my gun at that time, and to be honest, being a concealed carry holder, and if I were in this position, I'd always be carrying. Mm -hmm. uh, If I was approached by a group like that, I would make them make sure they knew I was armed. Hmm. And if you approach me, I'm going to shoot you. Now, i i know that there's people there's lawyers that are listening to the show right now hearing me say this a deep shut up <laughs> shut up because uh, if it ever happened, uh, uh, it gets get you in trouble but it uh, depends the, on the circumstances but here's, here's but the bottom line when somebody says we know basically we know where you live and uh we're not we're come, coming, we're, after we're you. coming after you're you, not safe that tells me i'm not safe
2: they just said so they are not safe. they
1: have bad and evil intent and at that point if my family's with me, I'll do whatever I got to do to protect my family and and that means I would take your life. that's that's simple. That is that's that simple. And uh, I just ask guys that are out there you're out to dinner with your wife and you know these people have said this kind of stuff and you're a concealed carry holder. how would you react to them then? Does that not change the whole way? that you view them, you are not safe. We will find you. We'll talk about it more. We've got to get the news right now. When we come back, y'all be ready. We're going to talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, come back, and, uh, you know, we keep hearing that the Republicans are going to get the clock cleaned by the House, uh, in the House, uh, this, this fall. I still stand by my assessment that we're going to hold the House. And it's because of different articles I read. For instance, this one coming in from CNBC. Now, we all know that C does not stand for conservative. Cannot be news. Okay. All
4: right.
1: (laughs) Consumer confidence rose again in September, notching its highest level in nearly 18 years. The Consumer Board's index rose to 138.4 this month from 134.7 back in August. Economists polled by Reuters had expected consumer confidence to drop to 132. Quote, said Lynn Franco, Director of Economic Indicators at the Conference Board, Consumers' assessment of current conditions remains extremely favorable, bolstered by a strong economy and a robust job growth market. These historically high confidence levels should continue to support healthy consumer spending, should be welcome news for retailers as they begin gearing up for the holiday season. Franco added, September's index print is near the all-time high of 144.7 that was reached in 2000. And the survey measures America's sentiment on current economic conditions and prospects for the next six months, including business and labor market conditions, which means that runs through November, which means that runs through the next election, Mm -hmm. which tells me I believe that you're 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 more prone to vote for Republicans than you are for Democrats, and I back that up with a CNS news uh, story. Americans, on average, spent more on taxes than on food and clothing combined in 2017. This even with uh, the tax cut that we had. So which do you want, the party that is cutting taxes or the party who says, if we get back in power, we're going to raise taxes as high as we possibly can you know to do yeah, that let me go
2: vote for those guys
1: yeah i definitely <laughs> want to do that and then there was one other one that i wanted to bring to our attention here and that was uh, from the gallup poll that was just came out yesterday and i'm looking for it right now i had it i don't know where it's gone to
2: was it gallup or rasmussen
1: no it was gallup 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 poll which showed that the republican party has better uh, numbers than the Democrats do. Uh, it's a, it's 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 got better traction with the voters than the Democrat Party does. So, what are all of these polls looking at that see this blue wave <laughs> that's forming out on the horizon? That's going to come in and just smash the, de- uh, the Republicans. The only thing I could see is if Grassley and the Republicans don't wise up and just go ahead and whack you know, this vote, then it could cause problems. You, got, you just it. pulled it up. Here's, here, Elizabeth's got it. Go ahead and read
2: that. Gallup's generic ballot for Congress among registered voters currently shows Republicans with 46% of the vote and Democrats with 43%. Similar to the four- – Wait, let
1: me stop. Just – just yesterday, another, which I'm going to call it an outliner poll, said that the generic shows that the Democrats have a 12-point lead. It's BS. I'm just telling you, you're being fed a line of BS. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
2: Uh, this is a difference from last week where the Democrats and Republicans were tied at 46%, which means that dem- Democrats lost 3%. In Gallup's first estimates among the likely voters, and this is a current article, based on polling from September... Tw- oh, wait a minute. This is not current. Oh, no way could it be current. Sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong.
1: Okay. Not current. Come back. We'll look at it again. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you, the numbers, they're trying to, to to perpetuate a self-fulfilling prophecy. By telling you these numbers, they're hoping that you will believe them and uh, you who are conservative and probably are Republican or you're an independent and you're conservative will stay home and say, well, it doesn't matter then. I don't even have, you know, if I go to the polls, it's not going to matter.
2: You're letting America down if you do that.
1: Yeah. The bottom line is you need to go to the poll. And you need to vote. You need to vote. Look, look at what's going on at the judiciary. Which of these parties do you back? I mean, seriously, as you watch what's going on which of these parties do you back you back to democrats i mean i could go back and play that whole speech again from mcconnell about what uh, the democrats did to, to to these women they're not friends of these women they're not protectors of these women uh, they're not the great white knight with the flag that says hashtag me too
3: on it unfurled in the the breeze as
1: the sun rises in the east
3: yeah let's go back to bill clinton and hillary clinton and the way hillary uh, treated, treated the way Hillary treated, to it, yeah, because that's history. It's only it's only important history if it's a, a Republican or a conservative. So, uh, so I'm sure Hillary had all these FBI agents to check all these stories and find them to be no, true. No, not FBI, and, 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 IRS.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's so, how they investigate sex, so sex scandals. The, the Republicans the are
3: being much more. Let's see, truth fact-finding they're using a lot more fact-finding time than hillary clinton just tried to crucify anybody that said anything about uh bill clinton and we know yeah. that i mean carvel you know right try, What does it drag a drag a twenty dollar bill through a trailer park and
1: you mm-hmm. you, you
2: know they didn't hmm. even have to go to a trailer park this time
1: yeah just listen to that i mean bottom line you know i'm I'm all about that too already i understand but that is the way the democrat party has been forever that i remember it as i mean it's the way i remember it double standards um huge double standards huge hypocrisy
3: but but there's a certain time when the republicans have to draw the line just just like they they said there's a line there's a time to stand now and i'm with you on that there's a time to be patient there's a time to hear out give people the time then there's a time to to uh assess what you've heard and make the best decision you can make at the time and it's time right now well how about
2: how about this when you show up in the 13th hour after all the hearings are over with and you say oh i have one other thing i think it's time for somebody to say nope sorry we're done at at some some
5: point the timing is, is pretty sorry because if you had this information Six weeks ago, or seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, eight, thirty-five eight years, years. Uh, thirty-five years ago. Um, then what? What is the? What was the motivation for keeping it till the very end? If it wasn't for the purpose of obstruction. Yeah, they're just trying to throw a wrench in the spoke of the wheel
3: at the <laughs> very end, and so uh,
5: we'll see. Yeah, I mean. I, and does anybody know, is there a, a deadline that they need to meet before, uh, where they need to vote at some point, so that he can actually be nominated prior to a certain date? All right. well, if They better not wait to that. Here you go.
1: 45% of Americans now have a favorable view of the Republican Party, a nine-point gain from last September's 36%. It is. This is from Gallup. All right, Gallup not a conservative organization either. Not a small
5: organization either. Yeah. If I understand it, they're, it is. They're a big polling operation. Yeah. If I it is it the
1: party's most positive image since it registered forty-seven percent in twenty eleven, shortly after taking control of the House in the twenty ten midterms. Forty-four percent gave the uh, Dems a favorable rating. The parity in Republicans and Democrats' favorable ratings marks a change from what has generally been the case since Barack Obama's election as president in November of '08. Republicans have usually been rated less positively than Democrats over this time, with the Republican Party favorably rating for the last decade averaging just 39%, compared with the Democrat Party, 44%. Only one other time in the last decade as the Republican Party had a significantly higher score than the Democratic Party. That one exception came in November 2014. That is the day that saw Republicans capture control of the Senate and expand their majority in the House when 42% rated the GOP favorably over the forty two percent right now. 45. It's at forty five I'm just telling you. Everything's pointing as far as I see it, the November's going to be good, but you can't believe those other pollsters because they're going to drive you to think it's all lost. No, it's not. You must go out and vote. Well, Suppression. And how, and how much, Suppression.
5: How much of these how many of these polls are actually something closer to a push poll which is yeah it's a good question I mean because I, mean, I can ask a question in a way that that's leading and I can convince the the listener to um, uh, at least many listeners to to answer one way or the other because I, I, I you can you can lead people to answer the way you want them to in many cases Donald Trump proved that polls are not worth the paper
3: that they're printed on. Some, some, time, some, time. All of good, them Good for skiers. Sides. Good yeah. for skiers
2: and dancers. That,
3: yeah, that's about all that they were good for because...
2: <laughs> that's a line a friend of mine uses frequently. Uh, hey, I,
3: I like that. But, uh, yeah, Donald Trump tore the, turned the whole poll thing upside down for everybody on both sides of the fence. All right, let me go back and mention this again. The one exception,
1: only one other time in the last decade, as the Republican Party had a significantly higher score than the Democrats, and that was November 2014. Oh, uh-huh. and what All happened right? then? Immediately after elections, that saw Republicans capture control of the Senate and expand their majority in the House, when 42%, 3% less than what it is now, but rated the GOP... And the Dems then fell to 36 percent. The overall increase in the favorable image of the Republican Party is a result, and I, I think this is to be uh, taken a serious look at, is a result of a jump, a jump in the positive view of Republicans, including independents who lean toward the party. Check this out, folks: the percentage of Republicans and leaners with favorable views of their party, grew from 67% last September to 85% this September.
2: The American public has awoken. We're woke, baby.
5: Yeah. I don't know, Can I tell that you, We'll see. That's, that's, there, that's, there is one poll that counts, and that's November.
1: Yeah, it be November 6th, and I agree, and I've been saying that all along, and you all know I have said from the get-go, that we'd hold the house and we would expand in the Senate, I still stand by that.
2: Your your favorite Kaylee McEnany from mm-hmm. the RNC had before the Kavanaugh thing kind of blew up last week. The news was, if Republicans come out and vote, we will win. Yeah, I All have no the doubt way about across it. Across the board, would, she said it.
1: Maybe. Fantastic, to say the least. We, right. we
2: we turned that district in Texas last week. Nobody heard about yeah, that, Yeah, talk right? a little bit
1: about that. Real quick. Uh,
2: district in Texas turned Republican for the first time in the primary for uh, 133 years. And the interesting thing is this is a district, a uh, house district, I believe it is, on the uh, border of Texas. And it's predominantly women and immigrants <laughs> and Hispanics.
5: How, how did they get a district that's predominantly women
2: Mm-hmm. That's the voters in that district, you know, Second registered left. voters.
5: Interesting. Maybe this
2: is a this is was a Hispanic Republican candidate, and mm-hmm. he turned that red. You didn't hear about that last week, did you?
5: Interesting. They're, they're not, not letting
2: they're you not, know that, not that one. Not telling
1: you all those blue stuff, wave, those baby. Stories.
2: They don't want you to know.
1: All right, we'll get a break in, and we'll come back, and we'll finish up this hour. I got some. Uh, Trump talking about the uh, Kavanaugh allegations that's coming up here in just a moment. All right. So if I'm really quick here, Russ, can we get cut one and two in? We can. All right. So let's go with cut one. The the president talking about the Kavanaugh allegations.
9: Number. one let's be nice about it that he's not. He's a high quality person. He's a great intellect. You're also not seeing him on his footing. This isn't his footing. He's never been here before. He's never had any charges like this. I mean, charges come up from 36 years ago that are totally unsubstantiated. I mean, do you, as as watching this, as the president of, of a great country, you must say, how is this possible? 36 years ago, nobody ever knew about it, nobody ever heard about it, and now a new charge comes up. And she said, well, it might not be him, and there were gaps. And she said she was totally inebriated, and she was all messed up. And she doesn't know it was him, but it might have been him. Oh, gee, let's not make him a Supreme Court judge, because of that. This is a con game being played by the Democrats. Also, take a look at the lawyers. These lawyers are the same lawyers that have been fighting for years. They keep fighting take a look at the lawyers and it's a shame that you can do this to a person's life and I'll tell you maybe even more important who's gonna want to go before this system to be a Supreme Court judge or to be a judge or to be even a politician I can tell you that false accusation and false accusations of of all types are made against a lot of people this is a high quality person and I certainly hope I certainly—it would be a horrible insult to our country if this doesn't happen. And, and it'll be a horrible, horrible <laughs> thing for future political people, or judges, anything you want. It'd be a horrible thing. Is it it, it cannot—it cannot be allowed to happen. And the dem, the Democrats are playing a con game. C-O-N, a con game. Is there is any is is an an They know it's a con game. They know he's high quality, and they wink at each other. They're winking. They know it's a con
1: game. Go ahead. There, they know it's a con game. That was a nice repeat of that every time. And he wouldn't let the reporters get in any questions. He just said, here's what I'm thinking. You ask what I'm thinking. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Here it is. Bleh. Right there. Puked it right in front of them. Take it and use it as you, as you want. And then in the U.N. yesterday when he gave his speech, he had a presser afterwards. Here's what he said about Kavanaugh then.
7: The second accuser be allowed to testify on Thursday? Would you welcome that? Well,
9: I look at the second accuser. The second accuser has nothing. The second accuser doesn't even know. She thinks maybe it put it in him, maybe not. She admits that she was drunk. She admits time lapses. There were time lapses. This is a, a person, and this is a, a series of, of uh, statements that's going to take one of the most talented, one of the greatest intellects, from a judicial standpoint in our country going to keep him off the United States Supreme Court. You know, I said something this morning. He has a chance to be one of the greatest justices ever in the United States Supreme Court. What a shame. And what a shame it is for so many other people whose world that isn't. That's not his world and it's not their world. These are legitimate people. They're not in the world of con, and the world of obstruct, and the world of resist. He never thought this was even a possibility. He's startled. He can't believe this is happening. His wife is devastated. His children are devastated. I don't mean they're like, oh gee, I'm a little unhappy. They're devastated. And it's because these Democrats, and they know They know. When I see Schumer, who never even saw this woman, I believe her 100%. And I see these other senators that I deal with on a daily basis. I know them better than they know themselves. It's just a game for them. But it's a very dangerous game for our country. Thank you very much. All right.
1: Yesterday, man, I'm telling you, he's saying it just the way it is as well. I I would expect nothing less. That's why we elected him. That's why we put him up there. He said, he's not used to this con. You know, I mean, I agree. Kavanaugh is stunned. He, he expected it to be tough. They'd ask him a lot of questions about his legal opinions and philosophy. He never expected this to come up. That they would do, they would go to this depth. Maybe to not to this to depth, but
2: if they didn't expect this type of a hit, then maybe, that tells me something this, else. Maybe
5: this sort of thing should become expected. I mean, maybe people should expect this kind of stuff, even when it's false. I mean, we, we saw it pretty heavily against um, um, Roy Moore in, in Alabama. There, what have we heard about the accusers since that? I mean, has anything happened to this? I think he's suing some of them.
2: How about this, Roy Moore, Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, Hannity? eric bowling none of those people were able to you know face their accusers and you know hammer it out they were run out out of all because of of allegations all
1: of them lost their job except except for hannity that's it wow
2: now that's not even a complete list that's just a little list i started jotting down as Mm -hmm. i started thinking about this
1: yeah if somebody makes an accusation and
5: now you're guilty
2: because you're a conservative
5: prove it, it that you're innocent well i think maybe one of the one of the problems is that we do not aggressively enough we don't go after false accusers aggressively enough. When we've got that people, that to happen. Here. It does. It does, and I think we've got we've got people that are that are being falsely accused. You look at the biblical prescription for people who are bringing false um, allegations against people. You gave them the penalty for which they were trying to impose on the other person. What if we gave these women that are that are falsely accusing some of these men, like the lacrosse players? That that were falsely accused, and then she finally came out and admitted to it. I think, as if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah, she's proven to be a and, liar, and so and that the prosecutor was complicit.
5: And so, <laughs> uh, what what if we took these people and and actually gave them the same penalty that would have been imposed upon their um, their victims? Gosh, that's what I always
1: say about if you find out somebody's been holding back. Uh, You know, information and somebody gets the death penalty and ends up dying, I think that you should end up putting them in the chair as well. All right, when we come back, four or five pieces from the uh, Martha McCullough interview with Judge Kavanaugh from yesterday coming up is the recipe of the last hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, power panel here for the four o'clock hour on the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, we're still talking about the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, Joe and Duck will be on. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, a special event that's coming up to help community clinics. I'm going to talk about that in the uh, 2 o'clock hour. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, State uh, Representative Doug House will be here, and I believe we're going to be talking about problems that may be on the horizon dealing with uh, you know some of the, the retirement accounts that the state has.
4: Hey, you got a special day on Thursday, don't you?
1: Well, Thursday, I, yeah, we got a real special day. Number one, the show is always special. So, uh, but <laughs> it's we just don't, because you're there. Well, nah. nah it's it's you're just a special person. It's, 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 we suffered last a, week without you. <laughs> here, here's the key uh, Thursday, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. Look, if Ford shows up and testifies, I'm going to assume that we'll be able to get that on the air. Uh, and then we're going to want to hear Kavanaugh. So it could be I get wiped out by those two things happening. Because if it's happening, you should listen and be able to hear it in uh, in live time uh, here on. Should we, should on we the take station. bets about
5: whether or not she's going to show so well, up? Right now, they don't know.
2: Are you saying we will broadcast the hearings if they happen?
1: I would say we would. Okay. You know, I've I've been asking questions of people, haven't got a straight answer from anyone. Uh, I know I know. Russ would like to do it as well, but um, we're waiting for Salem to give us a thumbs mm-hmm. up and saying that they've got a way of carry, carrying it, and I'm sure that they do. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But, uh, you know, if that happens, I think you should hear what these people have to say. So we'll, we'll do that. But if that doesn't happen, then J.R. Davis will be on in the first hour, and then we'll repeat that in the last hour, and then in the 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock hour, the female power panel will be here. And of course, uh, Elizabeth will be here. And uh, we'll have on uh, Shelly and Hannah. And Hannah. They'll all be here. And I'm sure they'll have things that they want to say about. I just
2: got a curious question. Where are you going to do your show from? Um,
1: can, uh, when? Thursday? Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're going to do it here or we're going to do it at the movie theater. I think we should talk about that a little bit more just to decide what we want to do. I mean, if we want to do it over there, we can.
2: There you go. If
1: we know for a fact we're going to do the regular show, we'll be there. If not, we may have to go to, uh, you know, be here since we're going to be broadcasting from Washington, D.C., basically. That makes sense? This is what happens all the time. You've got to have the feed here. <laughs> we, we have these discussions. Let's talk about it after the show.
11: <laughs> Why do you want to wait until then?
1: because <laughs> i know i know people driving home in four o'clock traffic right nah. now want to know what kavanaugh had to say that they haven't heard from uh the national media and we can we can that's give that to, to them right now we're going to do that right now aren't we we've got uh, we got if seven. that's
2: what you want to do right now we'll do it right now
1: <laughs> all right okay thank you sir uh kavanaugh was talking uh yesterday and to fox news and uh asked he was asked you know, have you ever sexually assaulted? Assault? It's kind of like, you know, do you beat your wife? Mm-hmm. And then you say, no, I don't beat my wife. Well, so when do you stop?
5: You know, it's kind of like... of so like, the, have you stopped beating your wife? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and like, no, I mean, yes, I mean, uh, I never beat my wife. Yeah,
1: that's the key. Well, he talked about the sexual assault uh, in the windows that have been put out. Here's what he had to say, cut six.
10: We're on the right path. We're just going to stick to it, so... Let's let's get into some of these allegations, because you've responded to them in statements, but you haven't had a chance to respond them to them in a, in a fuller way. And Christine Ford is expected to testify on Thursday that you, at a party in high school, pinned her to a bed, held your hand over her mouth. She said she was afraid that she could inadvertently be killed at that moment. Uh, she says that you tried to take off her clothes, and she believes that you would have raped her if Mark Judge hadn't, climbed on top and everyone tumbled to the floor and then she had an opportunity to get away. Now, she doesn't remember the date and she doesn't remember the place, but what she does remember that I just detailed is very specific. And other assault victims say that they've had similar memories, where they remembered exactly what happened, but they didn't necessarily remember the events surrounding it. You have categorically denied that this happened. Did anything happen?
8: No. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. Not in high school, not ever. Uh, I've always treated women with dignity and respect. Uh, Listen to the people who've known me best through my whole life, the women who've known me since high school, the 65 who overnight signed a letter from high school saying I always treated them with dignity and respect.
10: But with regards to Christine Ford, do you know her?
8: I I may have met her. We did not travel in the same social circles. She was not a friend.
1: All right. So that was the the first question. Then the information came up about Ramirez. All right, and the person behind Ramirez is Avenatti, the the attorney Avenatti. That if that name sounds familiar, it's because if you remember the Stormy Daniels story with the president, she, he was her lawyer.
3: He represents porn stars mostly. Huh? Yeah, I guess. He,
2: they call him the creepy porn lawyer on Twitter. Okay. So, <laughs>
1: He came out with one of the more crazy uh, accusations, saying that Kavanaugh took part in trains when he was in college. Now, do I need to explain what a train is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about. I mean, it's, true. it's not the Trump train. It's uh, it, it's it's basically they say it's a gang rape. I I dispute that, but because typically, I'm just going to be honest with you. A train is a willing participant mm-hmm. who wants to do it, okay? So it's not a gang. It's not rape if the person's <laughs> agreeing to it, all right? it's, it's uh, At that point, it becomes, quote, a train. And here's what the judge – hey, we got to talk about it because it's stuff that's being talked about. You're talk about here's
8: it. what the judge said. Uh, women's We've uh, heard from
10: them. We've spoken to a couple of those women on our show, um, who signed that original letter, who stuck up for you unequivocally. That is absolutely true. And, it, and, it, um, and, and, it, and now, you, but now you've got more allegations. So you've got this sort of uh, attempt to kind of swarm a number of people who are putting at least enough doubt out there so that this process will be stymied so that it will take longer um, and so that they will get the investigation that they're looking for. Michael Avenatti says uh, that he has significant evidence and another accuser who claims that you and Mark Judge at multiple house parties in the Washington, D.C. area during the 1980s would participate in the targeting of women with alcohol and drugs to allow a train of men to subsequently gang rape them. There are multiple witnesses that will these facts and each of them must be called to testify publicly did you ever participate in or were you ever aware of any gang rape that happened at a party that you attended
8: that's totally false and outrageous never done any such thing known about any such thing when I was in high school uh, and I went to an all boys Catholic high school a Jesuit high school where I was focused on academics and athletics going to church every Sunday at Little Flower Uh, working on my service projects and friendship, friendship with my fellow classmates and friendship with girls from the local all-girls Catholic schools. And, yes, there were parties. And the drinking age was 18. And, yes, the seniors were legal and had beer there. And, yes, people might have had too many beers on occasion. And people generally in high school, I think all of us have probably done things we look back on in high school and regret or cringe a bit. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an allegation of sexual assault. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. And the girls uh, from the schools I went to and I uh, were so friends. So you're saying
10: that all through all these years that are in question, you were a virgin? That's correct. Never had sexual intercourse with anyone in high school? Correct. And through what years in college since we're probing into your personal many life years here?
8: many years after I'll leave it at that many years after and and this the, the people I went to high school with uh, the girls and the boys now men and women that I went to high school with uh, you know I was good friends with them and we remain good friends that's how 65 people on a moment's notice 65 women it's two hundred and twenty people total men and women who knew me in high school and I, I would say, fair process, let me be heard, fair process, hear from both sides, and listen to me and the facts I've described, and listen to the people who have known me throughout my life, the men and women, the women who have known me throughout my life, who have known me best. And in, in my job as a judge for 12 years, I've been promoting women's equality. There was a problem with women law clerks getting hired at the Supreme Court. I am the leading federal judge in the country, the leader in the entire country of promoting women law clerks to get Supreme Court uh, clerkships. For the last seven years I've been coaching girls basketball as the moms.
1: There you go. I, I It just amazes <clears throat> me. We're talking about a Supreme Court judge and we're talking about and questioning, you were a virgin when you were in high school? You were a virgin? I'm like, you got to be kidding me!
3: The National Enquirer has moved to Washington.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, become part of the Supreme Court nominating uh, uh, process. Um,
2: and, and this is the same party that thinks it's okay to you know have all this garbage on TV and in the movies and everywhere else, and it's sex, 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 sex everywhere you look. But oh, oh my God, you did something sexual in the past. Mm-hmm. Come on, make up your mind, one or the other.
1: All right, so. Uh, of course, the uh, the judge was uh, questioned about: Did you have any sexual or physical activity
8: uh, with Doctor Ford? And here's what he had to say:
10: Christine Ford, do you know her?
8: I, I may have met her. We did not travel in the same social circles. She was not a friend, not someone I knew. You
10: don't remember ever being at parties with her ever?
8: I do not. And this is an allegation about a party." In the summer of 1982, at a house near Connecticut Avenue and East West Highway with five people present. I was never at any such party. The other people who are alleged to be present have said they do not remember any such party. A woman who was present, another woman who was present, who is Dr. Ford's lifelong friend, has said... She doesn't know me and never remembers being at a party with me at any time in her life. All I'm asking for is a fair process where Understood. I can be heard.
10: And to this date, no one has corroborated the story that she has told, as you accurately point out. But is there, So there's no chance that there was something between the two of you that maybe she misunderstood the exchange that you had. Nothing ever physical. You never met her never kissed her, never touched her, nothing that you remember?
8: Correct. I I have never had any sexual or physical activity with Dr. Ford. I've never sexually assaulted anyone in high school or otherwise. So where
10: do you think this is coming from? Why would she make this up?
8: What I know is the truth, and the truth is I've never sexually assaulted anyone in high school or otherwise. I am not questioning and have not questioned that perhaps Dr. Ford at some point in her life was sexually assaulted by someone in some place but what I know is I've never sexually assaulted anyone in high school or at any time So in when my she life. says
10: there's no doubt in her mind that it was you because she was asked that is it possible that you maybe confused him maybe it's mistaken identity maybe it was someone else she said absolutely not
8: I've never sexually assaulted anyone I was not at the party Described, I was not anywhere at any place resembling that in the summer of 1982. The other people alleged to be there don't say anything of, like that. And the woman who's alleged to be there, who's her friend, says that she doesn't know me and doesn't recall ever being at a party with me in her life.
1: There you have it, pretty, uh, pretty clear about this, all right, about how it happened. I I kind
5: of like the way he answered it. Look, I don't know. Something happened to her, He's I not guess, even accusing you know, her of lying. Yeah. He's not accusing her of lying, which is somewhat honorable in that regard, because he's, I think he's leaving the, the avenue open that she's mistaken, which is fairly honorable, I think. How about character? Shows character. Well, yeah. I think maybe so. so character he's, that he's, he he's not automatically lashing out against someone who, who might just be a little bit unhinged. Because people can fool themselves into believing things that aren't true, and sometimes people are just simply unhinged.
2: So if a man who is being accused of these heinous things can control himself that well on television, do you think he deserves to be an impartial judge?
5: Well, that, that alone, I mean, to that, me, that, that alone, this just
2: shows even more how qualified he
5: is. That that alone isn't isn't uh, the qualifications, but but I think that that might be a a, a decent indication that he's got some emotional self control. He
3: didn't even get into definitions. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, well, it, he knows what those no, words mean, no matter what your definition <laughs> well, is. I didn't it, have any. It was interesting that, that I didn't
5: have any. Didn't have any sexual uh, relations with her of any kind, or something of that nature. I didn't have sex, and I didn't have any other type of. Uh, it was well, clear. Your
3: definition it, of is is right.
5: yeah, So, so right. we didn't get into it, that kind. Of he, stuff. he seemed to be <laughs> relatively clear, clear that, that, it, that it wasn't it wasn't sex and it wasn't something like sex either right yeah he said
1: and i quote i never had any sexual or physical activity with dr ford never touched her period all right all right let's get a break in we got to do that when we come back uh i've got one more cut from uh, uh judge kavanaugh for you here on the dave Ellswick show all right back with you here on the dave Ellswick show let me remind you about uh, the last piece of audio we have, and, it, and to me, it may be the most important piece of audio that we have. It would it I would not blame Judge Kavanaugh if he just said, "Screw this! I don't need this." All right, and just walked away. Now, I I think that the, one of the reasons he won't do that is because at that point. It leaves in some people's minds, well he was guilty and that's why he he did it. Uh-huh. But well, I didn't play some of the cuts from the interview about, you know, having to talk how, how he and his wife has had to talk to their kids about this, uh about how it's worn on his family, how it is worn on his on his marriage, uh, Ashley having all his wife said that the confirmation process has been quote harder than we ever imagined Mm -hmm. i can only uh, understand that and and believe it Well, here's what he had to say at the very end of the interview and we want to play this for you about he's not going to give up on this
10: did you guys ever look at each other and say i'm out this is enough this is just isn't worth it
8: I'm not going to let false accusations drive us out of of this process. And um, we're looking for a fair process where I can be heard and defend my integrity, my lifelong record, my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women, starting with the, the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. I'm not going anywhere.
2: Listen to his voice.
8: Yeah. I mean
3: that's
1: pretty clear is it not
3: never reward bad behavior
1: yeah
3: people if people treat you bad and do the right thing people should know what the right thing is without having to have definitions. so just do the right thing and well, he's he's not going to cower down to him this country wasn't built by men that cowered down to people that didn't act right yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's really crazy. All it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing.
5: Well, I agree, and and, and it's uh, sometimes it's par for the course to have some of this stuff going on, and and it's I think the accusations need to be taken seriously on some level, but we also need to be pretty aggressive in in prosecuting people who bring false accusations and and that's that uh, think that's one of the problems is that we we don't do a good enough job of doing that in this case, it probably wouldn't be prosecution it might be a slander case, but maybe it should be prosecution because it's actually if it if indeed these allegations are straight up falsehoods then then maybe it should actually be a, um a criminal um issue because they're they're tampering with the um with now, the process when we
1: get back. Because uh, we got news coming up. We're going to talk specifically about a story that led into a question that was asked by Martha McCallum in that uh, interview. Uh, folks at Holland Bottom want you know they got apples, tomatoes, red and green, watermelons, okra, yellow squash, zucchini, cucumbers. They're beginning their fall decor. Uh, they've got pumpkins, regular and decorative straw. They're going to have mums, corn stalks, and cotton next week, and they'll begin Opening on Sundays again, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., beginning Sunday, uh, the, uh, the 23rd, which means that uh, you know, they'll be able to take good care of you. So Leslie wants you to know they're ready to take good care of you for your Halloween decorations. All right, that's all happening at Hollenbaum 321 out in Cabot. Let's get to the uh, the news, and we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back final uh, half hour with our power panel today elizabeth has been uh, uh working <laughs> as she always does on the internet during the time that we're on trying to keep up with uh the latest happenings that are out there in fact i sit here uh many of the times during the time we're doing this show on tuesdays uh, and we've got fox news up on uh the television here the monitor And uh, we were paying attention a little bit here. Rd and I were looking at it during some of the breaks, and we have talked before they have about every subject on the five today. Ooh, we have covered. I mean, seriously, everything that they have covered. It's been pretty pretty interesting how how it's all played out. But in the interview that Martha McCallum did with Kavanaugh, you remember. Uh, that trains came up and why did that come up well there was a, a lawyer who was kind of kind of fishing that story shopping that story around and so we like i said elizabeth is out checking things while we're we're doing the show and she came across a very interesting story what's the source of the story
2: Uh, The story that I'm looking at now is from a publication online called Heavy.com. They typically lean a little left. Um, They're talking about 4chan and 8chan. And for those who don't know, those are anonymous chat boards that are um, sort of sketchy for dependability. So this is supposed to be a a, uh, screen print from 4chan. And it says... I had my stripper girlfriend give him a call on the burner phone. Now, him is Michael Avenatti. Girlfriend tells Avenatti she's a 51-year alumna of Holton Arms School and that Brett Kavanaugh and his buddy, Mark Judge, ran a train on her. She told Avenatti that she knows all the secret codes. I won't go into all the details. No. But uh, then she says, or he says Avenatti was eating it up. She has Avenatti call the boyfriend's burner phone. Then the boyfriend says, I'm a classmate of Judge Kavanaugh's. I'm confirming. And in my deepest voice, I confirmed it all. His
1: deepest deep throat Deep throat voice, voice, all right, Mm -hmm. speaking from Watergate fame. So they're playing
2: games with – supposedly playing games with burner phones. They're punking.
1: They're They're punking punking
2: Michael Avenatti. Yeah. And he says, uh, now we can hear Avenatti. The wheels are spinning. He's thinking he's broken the story of the year. He called the girlfriend ten times wants her to tell her story on Anderson Cooper she then cried and said she can't be around men so he begged her to do a one-on-one special with Poppy Harlow she would but her car just broke down and the rent is at is the rent is at the door she can't miss work then he offers her $20,000 and then mm. she cries and says she just can't do it she just can't do it she'll lose her job 20,000 isn't enough so he upped it to 75,000 mm. and much more after the GoFundMe thing that happened earlier in the week mm-hmm. she'll be a national hero he says so she agrees
1: okay now let me stop you there the GoFundMe. me do you know how much that had grown to
2: hmm. i hadn't kept up with that it was part.
1: a lot it was a lot of money
2: well there's a whole lot of talk there about illegal contributions and being able to funnel money so that's another whole conversation okay, go ahead um Okay, so she finally agrees after playing the game with him that she needed more money and everything. Claims the money will be wired in 2 hours right after she signs the CNN exclusive. She then agrees, the phone didn't stop ringing. Girlfriend tells me she's bored, she's scared, she wants to stop our game. So we've had enough fun. We then broke our burner phones and stopped the game. <sighs> The interesting thing about it is, of course, it is all over Twitter, and it's a few other places. Right. Who knows if it's real or not, but Mr. Avenatti made his Twitter account private this morning, and now he's out there saying, oh, but it has nothing to do with me getting punked on 4chan. Hmm. So, you know, this is uh, layer after layer after I just after want everybody layer. to
1: understand how this kind of stuff it's, it's it's completely false it's illegitimate it, it means nothing other than somebody got punked and uh, some journalist and i'm gonna use that term loosely <laughs> uh got this story and was floating it somehow or some member of a of a senator got it and the senator said leak it and they leaked it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And that's how that got out and into uh, our conversation. You know, it was all not true. And the serious uh, part about it is that a judge that is going through a confirmation to become a Supreme Court judge of the United States of America had to answer questions about it. There you go. Mm. There you go. You just, you just saw the dirty, behind-the-scenes kind of thing that happens. Unbelievable.
2: You, you know what gaslighting is. I was well, talking to you, you about gaslighting about, at lunch.
1: You tell, you tell everybody.
2: Well, I'm going to read again here to you because this is, this is very clear. It's a tactic in which a person or an entity, in order to gain power, gets a victim to question reality. It says anyone is susceptible, and it's done very slowly. For example, there was a 1944 movie called Gaslight. A man manipulated his wife to the point where she thinks she is losing her mind. Then it goes on to talk about gaslighting and the typical techniques. You tell blatant lies. Even though it's a lie, you, you know better, but when you question them on it, they deny they ever said it even though you have proof. It's what some people call crazy-making. This is what the Democrats are doing. They use things that are near and dear to you as ammunition. They go and research you, and in the case of Mr. Kavanaugh, find one thing that would absolutely knock you off your socks, because it is so close to who you think you really are. They use it against you. They keep on. They wear you down over time. Actions do not match their words. And then every once in a while, they throw in positive reinforcement to, well, you know, you're you're maybe okay, and... They know that confusion just keeps you weak, and they project onto you what they are doing, and they align people against you. Now, this is a known psychological tactic, and this is what the Democrats are doing. It's gaslighting. It's hmm. gaslighting. And then they'll tell you you're crazy because you think what you think. When you know you know what you know. See what it does? It well, kind of I'm, makes you crazy and, in your and, head.
5: And the facts are that a lot of people will, will deny what they know is true. If you tell it to them long enough, or you give put enough pressure on them,
2: so many people are weak. Somebody stands in front of you and says to you over and over, "You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong," and eventually people go, "Well, I, you know, you're probably right." Uh, and that, the, that, the, that the, I don't know in my own mind right. how I believe you're going to tell me what I believe.
5: Right? And I think they've even done tests where you have an entire classroom full of people that will deny something that's obviously true, and a lot of people, go, a lot of people will go along with it because they're the only one outside the loop. They're not in on the on the trick. And a lot of people w- will start doubting what they know is true.
2: One of the things we talked about last week on the Right View is conservative women know when we are, when we know what we know, mm-hmm. and we cannot be dissuaded. Yeah. Well, That's conservatives in general pretty much know what they believe and why they believe it, and the basis for that
5: belief. And it's hard to gaslight many uh, conservatives. And, and some some people are hard, harder to deal with it, but a lot of people are susceptible to that. And a lot uh, of unfortunately, people are. we d- we have a lot of us are not. Um, reared in a in a functional enough um social setting that, that actually that we're um confident enough to to be able to stand back and say all of you people are crazy i mean it, it
2: makes sense to me if i was raised my whole life being told that everything i did was great and just because you showed up you're good to get an award and you know anything you believe any day that you <coughs> wake up i'm I'm going to be a zucchini today because that's what I've decided, <laughs> that it would be very easy to gaslight an individual like
5: that. Right. Well, and, and you put them in a, in a situation where they have peers that are all over the place, and they don't have parents coming along and telling them, oh, you're wrong. And, and, or just then,
2: parents that reinforce that you're good enough to you know, recognize something for what it really is and trust your own judgment well, and, and because then, you were and, raised and then, correctly. <laughs> and then simply
5: being exposed to, to – to crazy ideas sometimes but with good parental guidance as opposed to being exposed to crazy stuff and you don't have any guidance to to actually let you know what's going on
2: well right because parental guidance to help you understand this is not right. real and here's why right and that's <laughs> and
5: that's one of the things i think that uh, that we're lacking a lot in america is that children are exposed to a lot of things that have an oppor- that make great opportunities for learning but they don't have their parents around to actually teach them i agree gaslighting <laughs> All right.
1: We'll come back. We'll finish Your up word today's of the show. Gaslighting <laughs> is word a good of the day. I've right. learned a lot today. There's a lot, lot of big changes uh, going on at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Uh, they're building a new uh, mastectomy area where women can be fitted uh, and you uh, know get privacy that they need, so uh, they b- they'll be fitted correctly and be comfortable with uh, with the uh, prosthetics that they're they're receiving. So that they'll have, uh, you know, the self confidence that they're seeking after having breast se- uh, surgery. Uh, they've got now a new gate room that's gone in. This allows the doctors to get down uh, below the patient and watch them walk, so they can see if there's any movement left or right that they need to know about. That says that the prosthetic or the orthotic is not working exactly. All of that going on at their 12th Street location, which is uh, of course their first location opened back in the 80s. And uh, now it's being completely updated. It's becoming a state-of- the art facility. and it's all because Hortons prides itself on their patient relationships. They take as the biggest uh, care they can with their patients. They want their patients to have the mobility that they can, they can uh, 100% uh, attain uh, with their, pros- uh, their prosthetics and orthotics. Keeping the patient happy is uh, what Horton's is all about. Remember, there will be six locations complete with the new updated facility in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics providing a lifetime of support. All right, let's uh, finish up here about gaslighting because a perfect example of of it is going on. Go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, because the left, you know, uh, (laughs) Justice Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, (laughs) I want him to be Justice, Judge Kavanaugh appeared on television last night, so now the left is attacking him for that and saying, you have made this political by appearing on television, you have proved our point, and you are not suitable, that's a perfect example of gaslighting.
1: He's out there trying to clear his name. He's
2: out there trying to clear his name. And they're turning the whole thing of his appearance around on him to mean something that it doesn't to suit their narrative and make him crazy.
5: So so the idea here is that you take people – that know things and that everybody would be able to acknowledge and whatnot, and then you take and you intimidate them and beat them down for a long period of time, perhaps, with the hopes that they will break and just accept this new reality that they've been immersed in. And I, I think it's it's interesting that you mention that because I think it's that happens in other areas, maybe on a regular basis. That you take people that that know things that they they know. They have a, a grasp on reality, and you immerse them into a, a this new reality, and and you influence them in, in ways, and intimidate them, and 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 perhaps even berate them, perhaps. And with the uh, with the idea of of um, battering them into um, accepting things that that they know are hogwash, a form of <laughs>
2: psychological manipulation <clears throat> seeking to sow seeds of doubt. In a targeted individual or members of a group, making them question their own memory, their own perception, and their own sanity. Use okay. persistent denial, misdirection, contradiction, and lying. Destabilizes the target.
3: That reminds me of the movie that everybody knows, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. When the counselor there, that worked for the company, perfect. was trying to convince the young janitor boy that he was an abused child.
2: Yes, that's so. A perfect so he
3: example. he said, "You know, I didn't know that I didn't like my father, but apparently, I don't like
2: my father. Apparently, <laughs> 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 you're telling
3: me. I thought I liked uh, him all this nah. time." <laughs> One more story uh,
1: before I, I let you uh, all out of the studio. Christian uh, Ford's lawyers have now asked senators to limit the press, who will be allowed in the room to cover uh, Thursday's hearing with her and Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and sought to dictate at least some of the outlets. Coverage is uh, one of a number of issues. Uh, Ms. Ford's lawyers, and notice it is multiple lawyers, not Mm -hmm. one lawyer, Mm -hmm. lawyers are negotiating with Republicans on the Senate Judiciary. Michael uh, Bromwich said in an email sent Tuesday afternoon that He was uh, requesting access for three Robocams, three specific wire services, photographers from the Associated Press, Reuters, and one unspecified service, and a pool reporter from newspapers and magazines. In a follow-up email, he uh, specified that the Robocams should be operated by, quote, the the C-SPAN TV pool and said he also wanted space for a radio reporter. The emails were among several seen by The Washington Times detailing the tense negotiations between Ford uh, and her team and committee staff. While committees sometimes limit press based on space at hearings and some witnesses have arranged to have their identity shielded, longtime Capitol Hill watchers struggle to think of any precedent for a witness dictating terms of press coverage. In Ford's case, she has received threats since she went public with her story, and her team has insisted the committee guarantee her safety as she testifies, as well as a limited access to the hearing. Mrs. Ford has accused Judge Kavanaugh of an attempted sexual assault, of course, at a party. Uh, when they were both high school students in the early 80s, she's agreed to testify but has laid out a number of parameters and is objecting to some of the Republicans' plans. One major sticking point is the GOP's plan to use a female lawyer hired specifically for this hearing to ask questions on behalf of the Republican senators. That lawyer will question both Judge Kavanaugh and Miss Ford, according to one email from Mike Davis. The Chief counsel for nominations to Chairman Chuck Grassley.
2: How many attorneys do they have on the other side? I Who's don't know. paying There's for a, those attorneys? That's a good question. Who pays for Deborah, Ford and for um, Ramirez?
1: Deborah Katz, another of Miss Ford's lawyers, mm-hmm. said today they still haven't been told who that outside lawyer will be. Quote, please let us know if you have similarly withheld the name of this person from Mr. Kavanaugh and his counsel, and if not, which we assume to be the case, can you please explain the difference in treatment? Please also advise whether Mr. Cavanaugh and his counsel have been given an opportunity to meet with that individual. We would similarly like the opportunity to meet with her at her soonest availability. She said in the email that Mr. Davis was refusing to talk by phone, so Miss Ford's team was asking for an in person oh, meeting on a spokesman for grassley didn't immediately respond to a request for comment mr bromwich office declined to comment and uh, so there you have the story that's out there right here
2: now. here's another word of the day obstruction hmm? obstruction it's i good. mean that's all that is that's all this is hoping to hold you? off well, till the midterms they think they're going to turn the house folks you got to get out there you got to take it away from them do not give them the ammunition they're waiting on
5: well, well, and it may, maybe the proper approach for this is she's—it's out there now. Subpoena her, make her come. I mean, I mean why, why, if she's going to drop the allegations on, on as a bomb on people, then why are you giving her a choice? Well, she didn't drop it as a
1: bomb. I mean, she—eight she, she weeks it, ago, she sent there, it kind a, of anonymous. A United quietly, States senator apparently
2: had it back in the summer, July, yeah, yeah. July.
1: and uh, didn't didn't share it. With uh, the committee, it was so important
5: right.
2: that they kept it a secret until after all the hearings were over.
5: Hmm. Yeah. Right, but but at some point though, you if you send a letter like this to a senator saying you know this is this is some important information, I think you should know about. <coughs> uh, at, at some point, then.
2: You got to know you're going to have to be in public
5: at some point. Well, I don't, mean, if you don't want to talk about it, if you don't want to be out in public, then don't write the letter. Keep your trap shut. That's right. I, don't
2: I, don't at, write the at letter. At the end of the day, you
5: know, pe- people do stuff to you that you maybe you don't want to to go out in public and testify about. If you don't want to talk about don't it, talk about it. Maybe you shouldn't talk about it because at the end of the day, you've you've made a serious accusation against a judge.
2: There's also the thought that the Democrats did approach her and say, you'll never have to testify. Just the fact that we dropped the information, it'll stop everything cold, and you'll never have to testify. And now that's part of the problem, now of course. Now it's the
1: deep mirror and deep doo-doo. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. I mean, the story continues, and we'll, Rumors see if, abound. we'll see if she even shows up. We don't even know if that's going to happen. All right, Elizabeth, thank you. Hardy, right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, and uh, Paul, again, thank you for yes, coming sir. in as well. We'll see you all next Tuesday. I'm back with the Bible Guy in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get into the final hour. Today is a Tuesday. That means in the 5 o'clock hour, we are now into time for the Bible Guys. And Scott uh, Stewart, the pastor over at Agape Church, is still out of the saddle and uh steve hess who also usually is here had to work today so mm-hmm. i mean we all have uh, real jobs and um my real job is what i'm doing right now most of the people come in and spend time here on this show that is not their real job they give of their time freely and uh, they wish they could be here but they can't so a guy who comes in uh and there's another one of the people who uh, you know shares their time is uh, Billy Miller, and he's with us today, and he'll he's going to fill in as well as he can for Scott and Steve. So if you got a question, 823-0965, 823-0965. If you want to send something by email, uh, you can do that by sending it to BibleGuys at SalemLR.com, and I'll get it right here on my cell phone in the studio again that's bibleguys at salemlr.com billy we were talking and uh, the way we usually come up with topics here is people send in a letter or mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. you know call us and give us a, a question uh, i've uh, have heard some different things uh, in conversations i've had with people that i've brought up on the air you heard somebody had a question for you about what do you mean that you know people talk about the thousand year reign of Christ I I thought his his kingdom was going to be eternal what is this 1000 year reign and with that I'll turn it over to you
11: Very good I appreciate it and Dave was saying, "Call." I talked to several of you last week who told me, "Well, I would call in, but I'm—I uh, was a little nervous about being on the air." Uh, do not let that get in the way. No,
1: man, it's There's nothing w- to be nervous about.
11: Neither Dave nor I are going to bite you. So, uh, if you've got a question, please call in. That's—that's uh, that's why we're here. We're here to answer your questions. Uh, I can sit and run my mouth for an hour, but that's not nearly as much fun as actually being able to respond to what you've got going on out there. So, um. The answer that I gave the individual who's talking to me uh, is the same answer I will give here. They're both correct. <laughs> so how can that be? How can it be that Christ is going to reign for a thousand years, but the reign of Christ is also unending? Uh, and that is because we um, misunderstand at times the role that Christ is going to feel when he comes and, and how that time is divided up. Uh, Understanding of the end times and understanding of the end time events is one of those things where it can become – it was intentionally – vague is not the right word. It will become crystal clear as the events begin to take place. But it was an individual um, 2,000 years out of time, if you will. Here we have John – in the Spirit offering revelation and writing down what he has seen with his eyes. Uh, It's not like there was an angel standing over his shoulder telling him, dictating to him uh, what he was to write. He was literally acting as a witness to the events and then having to write them down. So he was witnessing events that, uh, by and large, technology was involved that he could not even fathom. Um, But there are some things here, and because of that, we end up with a book that seems really difficult to understand. Uh, The first thing you need to understand about the book of Revelations is that it is not a book that is meant to be read from chapter one to the end of the book and call it done in that order. Um, That is not the way the book of Revelations works. It is not a uh, step A, step B, step C thing. That is Greek-mindedness, and we talk a lot about the difference between Greek-minded and Hebrew-minded here. Uh, And this is one of those where John – sees a series of events and writes them down, and then he has moved somewhere else, and he sees another series of events and writes those down, and that is often overlapping. But this issue of the millennial reign versus an eternal kingdom, both of these are correct, because when Messiah first returns, and he essentially has to fight – uh, I started to say a final war. It will not be a final war. It will be the final war before the millennial reign. Uh, he will put down the those who have come against Israel, and he will set up his earthly kingdom. And then he will reign uh, for a thousand years here on earth before the next final battle. Because there
1: is a, a short time that – Satan will be loosed. Correct.
11: Correct. So let's take a look at uh, Revelations chapter 20 and verse um, 6. It says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be the priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So this is where we see the thousand years, if you will. Um a lot of people will say that this is essentially one biblical day. A day that has 1,000 years, A 1,000 years is a day. I won't try to interpret whether or not that's valid. However, in this case, I absolutely see 1,000 years. However, Messiah's kingdom is an eternal kingdom. We see that in chapter 21 and chapter 22. Um, the difference is that this first 1,000 years is set aside specifically because at the end of the 1,000 years, Satan is going to be released, and he's going to be allowed to throw one last big temper tantrum. And he's going to <laughs> – and this is one of those things where I often have to express my frustration and just want to throw myself a holy little fit because I don't get how people who have been ruled for a thousand years by a perfect king are going to want to rebel at the end of that. Oh yeah, uh, but that's going to happen. Um, a thousand years is going to ha- going to have passed where man did not have a tempter, and then suddenly he's going to be unleashed for a short period of time. All of those who have been born uh, and did not have a tempter around to entice them to evil things are going to have a final opportunity to fall from grace and when that happens uh, that will play out the way it's going to play out there will be one final battle where uh, at the end of which Christ will put down um, Satan permanently if you will there will be a final permanent solution there Um, and when that is over we will enter into the eternal reign of the Messiah Uh, and that is a kingdom without end so that's right. how that, that kind of works out. There's really, it's not that his kingdom is not eternal, and it's not that his kingdom is uh, only a 1,000 years. It's just that the first 1,000 years marks a particular period of the kingdom that is coming.
1: All right. So there you have that. When we come back, I've got a question from an article that I saw. Okay. And I gave the, uh, the headline to you of what the article said. Right. And uh, I said that I thought it was a decent article but I think that it could mislead people into misunderstanding the point that they're trying to make. So we'll we'll get to that when we come back. Don't forget about Arrow Plumbing. Had somebody send me a uh, a text today. I said, Dave, it amazes me when I've done uh, a company's ad for literally fifteen years on my show, day in, day out and they can't remember the name of the company. And they say, well, who's the the pipe plumbers that you <laughs> that you advertise on your show? Well, it's Aero Plumbing. I've been talking about Aero Plumbing, and Russ knows us forever, it seems like. Aero Plumbing, best people you can have to come to your home to take care of any plumbing problem that you have at your home. I've had them, or your business, in fact. And I've used them uh, since I've been living in the house I'm at in Cabot for almost 15 years. Uh, in fact, it has been 15 years now. I've had them out six or seven times. The first time saved me a whole lot of money. The rest of the times were to just take care of you know, what I consider minor inconveniences. But I don't fix plumbing stuff. I let the professionals fix plumbing stuff because when I fix it, typically it returns, uh, with a vengeance later on. So I, I let the professionals take care of it like arrow plumbing and they've got the 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied with the service they've provided, they'll refund all your money. I've never had that problem. Don't figure, f- uh, figure I'll ever have that problem, but it's a nice thing to know that you have that guarantee. That's Aero Plumbing. Uh, Find out where to give them a call and or how to contact them at aeroplumbing.net or just Google them at Aero Plumbing. All right, we continue back and I cannot find the story that I'm referencing uh, in my question. I had it in my emails today and now I cannot find it. I've got a brand new phone. It's not an excuse, it's a fact and I'm not finding what I'm looking for. But Billy, the article said don't worship the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned this to you and I thought, you know, I I know what they're saying, but I think what they're saying is the wrong way to be saying it.
11: Yeah. Well it's it's a clickbaity title, right? Um, yeah. it's 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 trying to be so jarring that it grabs your attention. But I, I can't necessarily say that their position is wrong. Um, we we should not. There is no part of God's creation that we should worship more than the Creator Himself. Okay. Um, nothing d- deserves my worship and my honor the way God does. However, uh, we must be very delicate. We must be a little bit careful when we're talking about the Bible itself because. Uh, regardless of your views on the Godhead, um, John very clearly declares um, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that the Word became flesh. Now, if we were good Hebrews, we would be using the word Torah here. We would be using the word Bible, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if that Word became flesh, then we're literally talking about the Bible um, being The essence, if you will, of Messiah that still does not raise the particularly those of us who are reading from a uh, English translation of the Bible that does not raise it to the level of Godhood. Absolutely not. But it is still sacred. It is still holy. Uh, Is it worthy of worship? No, but it is worthy of reverence. And these are two totally different things. Um, I should. I don't you know, I don't throw my Bible in in the floorboard of my car. Um, I, I don't. I don't wrinkle up the pages. I, I take care of the Word of God because the Word of God is worthy of reverence in my life. Um, it is God's rule book. It is God's guidebook. It is, you know, I, I, it drives me crazy when people go, wouldn't it have been nice if God had just written us a rule book for life? Well, He did. Mm hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if God had given us the instruction manual? He did. He did. He really did. He wrote it down. Now, we ignore a lot of the instruction and rule because of our human nature, our personal defiance, but that doesn't mean that he didn't take the time to do that. So I treat it with reverence. Uh, I treat it with respect. Uh, I do not elevate it to the position of being worthy of worship, Um, but that is absolutely a clickbaity sort of title. I got it. You found it. All right.
1: The Bible says it. And I believe it, and that settles it. You've heard that phrase before. I have indeed, I disagree read it on, it. You've read it on bumper stickers. You may have even said it a time or two. Uh, John Pavlovitz says on his website, it's an odd little religious mantra that perfectly captures the strange. I'm trying to get this scrolling. It's not now scrolling. Don't you just love when this mm-hmm. happens? Technology is so wonderful, isn't it? it until it gives you problems. Until it doesn't work. and You can see I'm trying to move it. I see that. And it's desperately
11: trying to move going. it. Not going. All right. So anyway. So I do have a, I agree with him on the on that uh, bumper sticker. Um, it's very much like the bumper that, sticker that says Jesus is my co-pilot. If Jesus is your co-pilot, you're in the wrong seat. Uh, the problem with that bumper sticker, uh, God said it, I believe it, that makes it true, um, is that you don't have to believe it.
1: <laughs> All right. I got to work. You got now. the rest? All right. All right. It's an odd little religious mantra that perfectly captures the strange, often paradoxical relationship we modern Christians have with our mysterious ancient text. Many of us have made the Bible the central pillar of our faith while not really knowing what it actually says, Mm -hmm. especially not the earlier, weirder stuff it says. We'll claim without question that it is filled with words from the very mouth of God, And yet we can't really be bothered to crack it open all that often and then uh, definitely not the earlier, weirder stuff. Mm -hmm. We want it to be the clear, consistent, unquestioned, unfiltered voice of truth in all matters. But to do that, we often have to avoid, discard, or talk about a whole lot of it. Absolutely, the earlier, weirder stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, We so crave a Bible that we can use quick, quickly and neatly to support our various arguments and discussion points when that Bible doesn't really exist. The Bible we do have is an incredibly complex library of writings culled from thousands of years and multiple very human writers, books that cross genres and native languages, understanding the cultural li- layers piled upon the words over time, and finding the irreducible core and practical application in any given passage is a monumental challenge even for those who spend the majority of their lifetime deeply devoted to study. Try putting any well-meaning, good-intentioned, faithful handful of seminary students, pastors, or pew-sitters in a room, and you'll be hard-pressed to find any two who can find unanimous agreement on very much, let alone the totality of 800,000 words. Rather than admit and wrestle with the obvious challenges we face in historical context. Writing style and author intent. Too many Christians simply hide behind some incendiary line drawing, black and white, all or nothing rhetoric. You don't either believe it or you don't. Maybe that's because the Bible has become, for so many believers, a fourth addition to the Trinity. Something to be blindly worshipped rather than something to help us better seek the one worthy of our worship. Right. We've come to treat Scripture as the destination of our spiritual journey rather than what it was for the earliest believers, essentially reading material on the way to the promised land. You can see this misplaced worship everywhere, on message boards, on talk shows, and from pulpits and in conversations over coffee when so many of us wield the Bible like a terribly oversized power tool that we couldn't be bothered to consult the manual for we just fling it around wildly wildly awkwardly stuff starts flying and then people start getting hurt studies show that even though they might claim it to be of vital importance the average christian doesn't read the bible regularly and it goes on with that sure and uh, the article goes
11: on and on and on so from what you heard your thoughts yeah so um by and large i do not agree or disagree With his position, I will tell you, by and large, his worldview and mine are radically different. And here's how I know that. The moment he starts talking about that older, weird stuff, uh, he identifies himself as someone who approaches Scripture from New Testament first and Greek thought first. Uh, His entire mindset and what he is complaining against is exactly the reason that people like me and Scott and Steve can exist um, because we had that thought at some point too. We went, you know what? Um, if there are apparent contradictions in scripture, it's not God who's wrong. It's my understanding that is wrong. Mm-hmm. How do I get back to a proper understanding? And that is the reason we, we delve back into the Hebrew. It's the reason what he is railing against about not understanding the cultural context of scripture. You'll hear us rail about that all the time. You know you don't understand why Scripture said this thing, but you don't understand that that phrase in the Hebrew is actually an idiom that's being used there. It's God's not really saying that all the stars in heaven are going to fall. That's not what that means. Um, this is an idiom that is being used. So he's by and large, he's right uh, about his position, and again, I'll agree with him that you absolutely cannot raise Scripture to the point of Godhead. Um, however... I don't know what his final conclusion there was about how we should treat the Word of God, but um, it is a tool, but it also is also the absolute best tool, short of the Holy Spirit himself, um, that you have in your toolbox when it comes to knowing and understanding God. You without Without the Word of God... Um, something he took the time to spend thousands of years writing down, you're not going to understand his mindset properly.
1: All right. So when we come back after the news here at the bottom of the hour, I'll read the final paragraph of this article, and you'll know exactly how he feels about the Bible. Dave Ellswick Show, we'll be back in a moment. All right. Back uh, here at the station, it's the Bible Guys Hour. Billy Miller is here because uh, Scott Stewart uh, is still out. Uh, pastor of Agape Church, and Steve Hess is out today. He had some work that he had to do. It's called Making a Living. and That's right. So know, I'm you, batting cleanup. you got to do that kind of stuff. And <laughs> and Billy has been with us uh, several times, and so he was uh, you know, good enough to give us the time to uh, continue uh, a weekly uh, part of our show that a lot of people like. Always happy to be here. Here's the final paragraph of that article. hmm as Christians, we should read, study, reflect on, respect, and where we feel personally convicted, obey the Bible. Mm-hmm. But we should never worship it. The better and more honest option when coming to the Scriptures might be for us to say, quote, the Bible appears to say that in this particular passage. I think I believe that
11: interpretation, now let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it all right. Um I, I guess the word crap is the word that comes to mind for me here. Um because if if I've ever heard a paragraph read to me that was a bigger steaming pile, um I, I don't know what it would be. Um that is about as um disparaging to the character of God as I've ever heard read. Um here's the deal. Your opinion does not matter. And that sounds harsh. But if it is in the black and white and God has said thou shalt, then I don't care whether or not you think that is right for your life. Or if he says thou shalt not. Or when he says (laughs) thou shalt not, your opinion on whether or not you personally should be allowed to get away with that simply does not matter. We have lived so long as, quote, a free people. And look, I'm all for freedom. I don't want to go live under a monarchy. But in reality, God's kingdom is a monarchy. And the king who sits on the throne is the one who passes out the laws. And we don't get, as citizens of that kingdom, to decide which of those laws will apply to us and which of them do not. Um, and this, it, I spend about half my life, it feels like, having this particular argument with people, people who um, have grown up under bad teaching uh, under bad theology, and suddenly they want to try to explain to me why my opinion, uh, opinion and that's the word they will use, of the Bible, is incorrect. And I look at them and go, it's not my opinion. I, I, all I did was read from the black and white to you and the black and white says, this is wrong. And then you look at me and go, well, that's not what I believe. Well, then what you've told me is you do not believe God. Well, what it tells you
1: is that they they are wholeheartedly part of relativism Absolutely. that they have been taught since the day they basically came down to shoot and went to school here in our country everybody's truth is their truth right well folks that's that's not the definition of truth truth is truth or it's not truth
11: this is the number one thing that satan has done to the church and this this began in earnest although it had started in the very first century it began in earnest at at the nicene council of 325 when satan realized that he could not beat the church his goal was to infiltrate the church so that he could muddle up the teachings as much as possible and keep us all fighting one another and this is one of those things um In order for us to be able to say, I know that it's written in black and white, but I'm going to do it anyway, um, we have to have been brought to a position where we can believe that that word, that this Bible, is no longer authoritative in my life. I agree with his initial statement that we cannot elevate Scripture to the point of worship. To the Godhead. But almost everything else he's written there is a steaming pile. It really is. Um, And I declared him off air just a moment ago to be a false prophet, and I'll be happy to deal with that. Um, But understand that what he has done is disparage the very character of God. And he has told you that God is not trustworthy. This is the action and the mentality of the Antichrist. This spirit has a name, and that spirit is Antichrist. And this is a man who uh, – and you don't, certainly don't necessarily read his name on air here, but this is a man who is standing behind a pulpit somewhere every other week or every week somewhere. Um, and it, I am afraid for those who call themselves sheep in the pasture that he tends. Um, I would be very – I'll be praying for all of you who, who find yourselves there uh, to recognize who and what this man is and to get out from underneath it because this is extremely bad theology.
1: A person responding to the article said, What a useless, unnecessary blather of self-indulgent assertions about nothing. God is God. God is the Word. Jesus is the Word. The Bible is God's Word. The Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. Quote, Man must live by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. End of story. Absolutely. Absolutely.
11: Uh, our problem is, by and large, um, 1,700 years, sixteen hundred and fifty years worth of bad teaching. And because we don't read um, our scripture in its native tongue, because we don't understand the culture that some of these things were written in, uh, because by and large, we don't take the time. The American society is so um, good at distracting us. primarily with frivolous stuff that we won't spend the hours and hours and hours a week to become true biblical scholars, um, to become truly intimate with the Word of God. And the relationship with God is supposed to be an intimate relationship. If you were that close to God, it was only when I got really close to God that I could hear him whisper, that's not right. When I could hear a preacher say something and I go, you know, that almost makes sense. And the spirit could go, no, that's not right. Go read your word. Go read what the Bible actually says about these things. Uh, But we just don't have time. We don't have time for our, in a lot of cases, we don't have time for our earthly partner, our, our spouse. And if we don't have the time for a spouse, how much more so do we put God, who is so loving and is such a gentleman, on the back burner and don't spend the time requisite? to get to know him the way that he should. And when we don't know him, his word is almost impossible to understand until we understand a little bit about the character and the nature of God, how much he loves us, how much he desires for us to be prosperous. And I'm not using that word to talk about money at all. But until we understand that he loves us more than anyone or anything, then suddenly (laughs) – that old, weird stuff, isn't that what he said in that yeah. article, the old, weird stuff? Yeah, the old, uh, weird stuff. The old, weird stuff doesn't make sense. It seems like some tyrant offering a, a, a list of rules. And to those of us who are born out of rebellion, and that's the way this country started, um, that just goes against our very core nature. Oh, you're tell me what I have to do? Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side of the fence you fall, your, uh, you, you find yourself on, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And part of what will be confessed there is that he is king of kings. And a king gets to offer whatever edict the king wants to offer. And if he wanted to write you 800,000 words worth of rules, then it doesn't matter that your brain doesn't understand all of it. When it says thou shalt, thou shalt. And when it says thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Period, plain and simple.
1: All right, so John Pavlovitz. Mm -hmm. Is a writer, pastor, and activist from Wake Forest, North Carolina. In the past four years, his blog, which I just read from, Mm -hmm. this this article, Stuff That Needs To Be Said, has reached a diverse worldwide audience. A 20-year veteran in the trenches of local church ministry, he is committed to equality, diversity, and justice both inside and outside faith communities. In uh, 2017, he released his first book, A Bigger Table. He has a new book out in November called Hope and Other Super uh, Powers. He is a former megachurch pastor uh, who goes out and does uh, speaking engagements as well.
11: A bigger table, huh? Um, So what he is, what he is, I don't even have to go read the book uh, because I've read enough of that sort of garbage in the past. Uh, I can already tell you what he says is, well, God says we have to love everybody. uh, And therefore, I don't care what your condition is, come on in. And I do not disagree with that position. But the position of God and my position is come as you are. Just don't stay that way. Well, I was born that way. Well, I was born in sin, too conceived in iniquity. And then I heard the call of a righteous God, and he said, be different. So I struggle against my own nature to be different. By his spirit, by the power that he has placed in my life, I get to be an overcomer. This is the very definition of the word, overcoming the sin that I am so prone to. Um, Sure, come as you are. I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. But I add to that statement, just don't stay that way. Uh, And I can guarantee you, he does not add, based on what I've seen there, um, he does not add that second phrase to that particular statement. Um, I don't know. I, I, well, North Carolina, I, I'll be praying for all you. I,
1: yeah, all I have to read is that he is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post. Oh, really? And to uh, Revelant Magazine. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. I know them. Okay. I don't know them. And uh, the Good Men Pop Project. Uh he takes his his uh, takes pain to ground that the 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 table has to be opened to every one, no matter what. They I don't. Believe.
11: I do not disagree with that. The table is open, but please wash your hands before you come sit down. Thank you very much.
1: I appreciate that. All right, let's take a break. Come back. False prophets. So is he a false prophet? If he is, how do you determine who is a false prophet and who's not? We'll deal with that in the last segment of today's show with uh, Billy Miller. All right, Billy Miller is our uh, guest uh, host sitting in I'm the, well, I'm kind of the host, but he's the guest host there you in go. today. He's he's answering the questions, I'm not answering the questions. If you have a question you want to call in 82309658230965 if you can't get on the phone with us or uh, you know you Say well, man. I wonder what this means, or I wonder if what I believe about this is right. Uh, send us an email. Just uh, send it to, of course, Bible Guys. That's one word, Bible Guys at SalemLR.com. dot com. False prophets. You just referred to this last writer as a false prophet. I did. How do we
11: determine who is or who is not? A A false false prophet. prophet. Well, there are actually – there are two tests given in the Bible for whether or not someone is a false prophet. Now, I will have to preface this just a tiny bit because everybody's going to go, well, that's in the Old Testament. So? And and I was going to preface this by saying, please understand that the New Testament is built on the foundation of the writings and the prophets, and the writings and the prophets are built on the foundation of Torah. So I'm going to go back to Torah because if we try to jerk – if you're willing to throw Torah in the trash – then you can accept what he wrote as truth, I suppose. Um, Because without Torah, without that proper foundation, you don't have a foundation anyway. You can can actually accept the fact that I'll make it up as I go, and that's acceptable. Well, why would you throw the Old Testament in the trash? Because it's that old weird stuff. Truth is truth. Truth is truth. And that's the reason we spend so much time teaching from Torah and why our position is always going to be, if it violates the Word of God, and that's any part of the Word of God, including Torah, we're going to toss it out because it doesn't belong. So I'm going to actually take you to the book of Deuteronomy, and I'm going to chapter 18, and I'm actually going to start with the second test because the second test is actually the clearer and easier test, in my opinion. Okay. So um, Deuteronomy 18:20 reads, "But if a prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die." And if you say in your heart, how shall we know that the word which the Lord, how shall we know that this is not the, the word uh, the word that the Lord has spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing that it, that he says in the name of the Lord does not happen or come to pass, then he's a false prophet. So okay. here's what he said. If the prophet says it's going to rain tomorrow at noon and it doesn't, he's a false prophet. Take him outside and stone him to death. Now, We are talking about in the land of Israel, and we are talking about God dealing with his holy people. There was a higher standard for dealing with falsehood within that group of people. And the answer here was do not listen to them at all. Take them out and stone them. If they speak in my name and what they've said, all of these people who have – and this is the thing that Steve and I have joked a lot about on air. you know, The guy who wrote the book, 88 Reasons Jesus, coming back in 88, and then 11 years later it was 99 Reasons Jesus. This man, under this set of – Laws deserves death right here, right now. He is a false prophet. He has spoken presumptuously in the name of the Lord, and what he, what he said, stated did not come to pass, which, according to the biblical definition found right here, means he did not speak what God told him to speak. He spoke in his own strength and then proclaimed that that came from God. This is one of the tests of the false prophet. The second test for the false prophet is actually found earlier in the book, and it's in Deuteronomy chapter 13, starting in verse 1. said, if there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and he gives you a sign or wonder and the sign comes to pass of which he spoke to you saying, let us go after other gods. So this one says, that guy says it's going to rain tomorrow at noon, and sure enough at the stroke of noon, the heavens opened up and it started raining. And then he said, by the way, I've been told that we should go worship Allah. Uh, um that's what he's saying. If he, he entices you to go after other gods, if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet, nor that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether or not you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And then he's going to identify what this means. It says, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him, And hold fast to him. So here, God has said, here's what it means to live for me. You'll love me, you'll obey me, you'll keep my commandments. And if someone comes to you and proclaims that he is going to offer a prophetic sign, and then he offers that prophetic sign, and even if that sign comes to pass, but he wants to entice you away from these things, by the way, one of those things is keeping God's commandments, then he's a false prophet. So anyone, some, anytime someone comes to me and goes, well, we don't have to do those things in the Old Testament anymore, even if they're saying that in ignorance because they've been taught their whole life from a modern world view that says God nailed all that to the cross. You don't have to do that anymore because of the work of Jesus Christ. They are testifying falsely against God. And I've had to – I'm just going to be as transparent as glass here. This is one of those things that I've had to repent for. Please understand that I spent years – teaching and preaching in what we would consider a modern church. And I don't know for a fact, I couldn't point to a particular weekend and go, this weekend I said that stuff doesn't matter anymore. But I'd be willing to bet at some point I did. I, I, I preached and taught on the grace of God a lot. I'm sure at some point I went, and he's relieved you from all those things in the Old Testament. I don't know that for a fact, but I would be pretty positive. And I've spent some time going, Lord, I apologize. At that point, I would have found myself in the position of false prophet, and if I'd lived in your land, they would have drugged me out and stoned me to death. There's no doubt about it, if they were obeying the law as well. Um, But this is one of those things, and it's why we can say how easily or how how quickly I can identify someone that I don't have to listen to your authority. Mm -hmm. If you're going to tell me that I don't have to obey God, if you're going to tell me like that article did, that it's all relative, because... Uh, god said it, and I believe it, and that makes it true? Well, are you telling me then that if you don't believe it, it's no longer truth, even though God still said it? This is relativism. That also is one of the indicators of being the false prophet here, well, because you enticed me away from the commandments of God.
1: you got a couple of moments here remain, uh, remaining. You mentioned uh, in there when you said a false god, you said Allah. I did indeed. Okay. A lot of people equate. They put an equal sign between God, Allah, Mm -hmm. Buddha, all the rest. Well, they're gods. Well, they're gods with a little G. My God is a God with a big G. He is the God. He
11: is the God, the one true and living God. Um, If any part of the word of God can be trusted, and we can believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and Jesus said, no one approaches the Father but by me, then I ask you, what other religions on the face of the earth say that you have to get to God through Jesus Christ? Because if they deny that reality, they're false gods. They are not, ser- they are not serving the God that I serve because my God was clear. He robed himself in flesh, and that is what scripture says, God in the flesh. And he stepped out of heaven, and he said, if you want to come to the true source of all that is, you must come through me. You cannot pass through Muhammad. I'm sorry. There is no way to find enough peace in Taoism. There is no way to meditate long enough in Confucianism. You are never going to find God any way other than passing through the work and power of Messiah. Everything else is false. I know that offends some people, but as I said while ago. Jesus
1: said his name would offend people. There
11: you go. As I said while ago, if it is the truth of God I don't mind that it offends you. Matter of fact, I hope it offends you enough that you would go do the research. I hope that it would offend you enough you'd crack the Bible open and go, "Let me see if that's what it really says." I've read you two portions of Scripture. There's a whole lot more there to read. Feel free to dive right in. But there's eight hundred thousand words. (laughs) Eight hundred thousand words. (laughs) Now, I'd like to know what that is. If uh, if we had it all in Hebrew, I'd like to know what that actual word count is. Um, But if it is the word of God that offends you, it's not because God is wrong. And and that's, that's really my message here. God does not come to you, and we had that conversation, God does not come to you to find you the way you are and then leave you in that condition. God comes to you to find you where you are when you're at your lowest, when you're at your most broken, and say you can go from this to being a child of the eternal king. Yes, you were born that way, but you do not have to stay that way. Gotcha. Period, plain and simple.
1: Billy, thanks for coming in. Billy Miller with us here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, Wednesday, I, uh, not the, Bible, the car guys will be here. Doug House will be here. It'll be another great show. We'll start it at 2 o'clock. See you then.